0: podcasting number 307 and 321 and they're off wait my my (laughs) popper didn't pop there there it goes (laughs) excellent yes everybody's got some sort of a a delicious oh magic this
1: is a market garden product really good Mm-hmm.
0: I, I bought this because of,
2: for Nick, but then he's not here today. Wait, how can I do this? There. <laughs>
3: what is it? Oh, the millennial the hipster. hipster. Yes.
0: <laughs> the millennial hipster. That's perfect. Actually, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. No, definitely not. Yeah, that's I, so. Um, You've going it. down smooth. Very smooth.
2: Yeah. Hey. <laughs>
0: So so since we're not at the shop right now and we're not doing the podcast at the shop, I've been forced to drink this all by myself. Oh Uh, no. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. (laughs) It's really sad. So, uh, one of our listeners was nice enough to mail us. Um, this is John Smith, of course. Well, John Smith, Chris Smith's long lost brother. Uh, John Smith sent us from, uh, the wilds of Maryland, uh, these craft cocktails in a bottle. And so this one is special. This one's called a carrot daiquiri. Huh. And the wow. best way that I can describe this is it's not as carrot as you think. So if you don't like carrots, all right, <laughs> so if you really, really like carrots, my wife, Dr. Waters, Fucking loves carrots. Mm-hmm. Like she yeah. will compete with a caribou on a carrot eating contest. Yeah, and yeah. So, and what's up fuck. with that? No. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this. Actually, is, I'm gonna, so since our
4: podcast
0: listeners this. love this kind of stuff, he wrote us a beautiful letter too on a, a beautiful piece of stationery with a Vespa on the front with a really cool fox driving the Vespa, but a carrot daiquiri for those podcast listeners who like drinking, is one and a half, I'm sorry, one and three quarter ounces of rum, one ounce of carrot juice, three quarters of an ounce of falernum, which we talked about before, um, a half an ounce of lime juice, and a quarter of an ounce of simple syrup. And you'll end up with a carrot daiquiri. Now, I like to take my ice and abuse it like it owes me money. I like to beat it within an inch of its life in a Lewis bag but because the podcast came on a little suddenly today, I'm just drinking this over ice. And it's, um, it's COVID's fault why I just had to finish this bottle myself without any of y'all's <laughs> help. You know, that'd probably be good with a little straw in it. Stroh <laughs> Stro- in it. <laughs> and again, anything that, any re- recipe that requires rum, you can substitute stroh, Austrian rum, if you're extraordinarily manly.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah. do love the carrots. I like to get the the bot farms like giant carrot juice bottles. Huh? And sometimes I drink them for lunch, just like a whole bottle. But then if you forget the next day, you're surprised pretty quickly about what, what happens. <laughs> you're like I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> I carrot
0: ginger orange juice.
4: That's kind of a <laughs> thing I like.
0: Doctor Waters ate so many carrots in college she turned orange.
2: Yeah. It wasn't just the spray
0: tan. It
5: was just. Oh. Cr- <laughs> my horn just turn out a little chunky, though. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness!
4: Do a wheelie. <laughs> at least she did in college, right? Right,
5: exactly. Okay, that's
2: right. <laughs> hey, did anybody else notice that Smith got a little work done? He's trying to get his edge, he's
0: getting a little edgier over there. Look at that. Yeah, I see that. Nice sleeve. Nice sleeve. You got some Lee Press on sleeves.
6: <laughs> is that a, a side effect of of uh, working on Janus? Or
0: <laughs> that's well, a, that, that's so he can fit in with the rest of the people who ride Janus.
6: <laughs> well, this
7: was actually a gift from one of my riders.
0: Oh yeah, one of your riders. Yeah. Janus rider. Thank 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 you, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. yeah I, I love that I, I do love the instant and so hold that hold that up Chris because I, I believe I'm seeing a skull I'm, I'm am I seeing a skull with liberty spikes or some sort of a spider web behind it oh yeah
2: is are more impressive than mine I'm kind of I was crazy. gonna say
0: if you're going to have a giant sleeve tattoo it's good to have one that's incredibly cliched <laughs>
8: tell us, tell us wait, wait, more wait. about who's been riding your Janus Hang on, hang on.
7: Let me turn it around a little bit so you can see the other side.
8: Yeah.
7: <laughs> does, that, does that look better like right there? No. no? Yeah, I right. like me, the skull better. Yep. All right, let me, let, let me, I've got these uh, detachable elbows so I I can turn that around like that.
8: It, is it like Phil's leg? That's obviously your strong hand. <laughs> oh, you, you, you saw that, the, the, the leg?
4: Oh yeah. <laughs> Imagine
6: I'll see it in person one day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amy Vintage for the next time.
2: You know, how that thing doesn't have any tattoos yet is amazing. You'd figure that if you took that leg
0: enough places,
2: Phil, somebody would tattoo the thing.
0: You know, um, I was thinking about it, and I'm glad you brought it up, because if you do own a leg, there's only one thing that could be better for your leg, is a leg with a bunch of tattoos. Right. Um, So, In celebration of Chris, I wanted to show you guys, you know, that I am participating (laughs) I got the tiger up yeah. here. I have one of those. T- I got the tribal, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna enter the the land of tattoos that you can take off, <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's a it's always nice to have some. We get those as samples at the shop. People send us stuff, awesome. and we got a sample one time of fake fake tattoo condoms.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I think I have a little. Whole-
0: Mexico. Oh, Oscar! That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think those were all from the same Halloween party, right? Yeah. I think it uh, was. <laughs> so I have something that was. would go perfectly with the detached leg. Yes. Okay. So, so are there? Oh no! What do you have John. Oh, do you have an Oscar?
9: <laughs> <ball>? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Blue velvet. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Who wants to throw
8: this
1: in their nose? Oh no! Hey, you know, Hoff needs that for oxygenating his beer when he makes.
0: It smells like old person. Why does it smell like old person? His mother-in-law's gasping on the floor right now. <laughs> the, old, the old, leeches in
2: through the nose holes. It just kind of leeches into that whole system. Disgusting. Those are called house flavors.
5: I used to just take the oxygen out of the welder when I had a
8: hangover and just hit the button on the side and just (laughs) (laughs) this thing says it has 1100 pounds of pressure 1100 prove it Yeah, that's legit I mean no 1500 I mean is that what that's telling me right there
0: usually they're usually around 1500 PSI yeah that's what it is
8: Hey John, is that a vintage Scout sitting behind you? Yeah, my backdrop changed
0: from a Corvette to a Scout. Wow! All right. Did your backdrop change, or did the actual vehicle change? Uh, the Scout is now in the yeah, garage. The Scout, which is which is not an actual electronic background like I've got, or or Bex, who's got the single ladies apartment background.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice my real uh, background.
0: <laughs> no, wait. Here, here, here. She There's could, my gear. There you go. She could she could download that one off of the interwebs. <laughs> <laughs>
8: yeah. I'm, I'm selling my other house. Well, technically, I oh, sold my other house. So I thought it would look better to have a Corvette sitting in the garage there yeah. than that. Yeah. If, <laughs> Apparently, if was it will work because if I'm Apparently to it, it worked, I gotta
9: offer.
8: Oh, you did? Congratulations, man. Well done. Yeah, full offer the first first full price, the first person that looked at it. Good. Yeah, yeah. one hundred thousand one hundred thousand dollars one day on the market.
9: Wow.
8: Wow. So that's cool. Congratulations. Bex has gone for Oh, uh, we gotta see if we actually get the money. I mean there's still a lot.
0: So I mean that's that's absolutely fantastic that that should move out so quickly. I'm I'm glad that you struck now while the iron was hot. I'm I'm I am actually concerned that six months from now it's not going to be so easy to sell a house.
7: Yeah. Did you did you guys see what the uh, interest rates are down to? I saw I saw a 15 year mortgage down at two point one seven. In a thirty year, I thought it was two point let's say
2: four or five or something goofy like that. Adam, um, holy
7: crap. They're just at
2: your
0: giving money. It's where the interest rate is negative.
7: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, where, so where the bank's actually paying you to live in the house.
0: Yeah. It's a very strange market. Yeah.
4: This year was the first year California had less persons living in California than uh, since like 1900.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> Texas is, yeah. Texas is rather pissed off about that.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> are they moving to Texas?
0: Texas keeps saying, Why are you importing so many Californians to our sovereign, you know, uh, our commonwealth? Or Yeah,
4: you know, one of my cousins just arrived last month in Texas.
0: Republic, right. The Republic of Dr. Ma- Dr. Waters over saying it's a republic, Phil. It's a republic. Right. Yeah. We don't want the hate mail from Texas because it's big and they write in crayon. Texas yeah. needs
5: to build a wall between itself and California, though. <laughs>
4: Well, there's there's a quite a bit
2: of there's a state <laughs> quite a <laughs> land. We're going to build a wall to for it. A Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'll get one more appropriate.
0: The uh, so and I I did want to have an actual motorcycle related conversation if I could. <laughs> if don't mind if, if nobody minds. Um, I'm just. Oh, gonna, what are you drinking? Say, <laughs> Your host, Unky Phil, and to my left, uh, s- Takatsuru.
5: I, I, I can't say it. Hey, tell me how to say it. I don't care because Mr. Smith was nice enough to give me three bottles of very good bourbon tonight oh. for just doing the simple task of replacing
0: a, a, <laughs> a food grinder disposal. Wait, wait. Okay. Okay. Look, a food grinder is on the front end. A disposal is on the back end. So, what end were you working on? Both the Janus end. <laughs> <laughs> did you work on a disposal or did you work on like the disposal? End? It was a
5: disposal. I couldn't. I, okay. I'm <laughs> a couple in. I'm I'm about two bourbons
0: in. So, okay. just give me a break. You ordered all the you ordered all the parts for the food processor that actually belong in a disposal. Yeah.
5: Well, luckily, all we had to do is yeah. put one pipe to make it fit. So, and right. the electrical wasn't, everything else fit. So, yeah. and I didn't want so any compensation, but Mr. Smith was generous enough to give me a bottle of Basil Hayden's and this right. delicious Cleveland spiced uh, Christmas bourbon. So what did you think of that? The Christmas bourbon. Delicious. Yeah, it's good, right? Chris has good taste.
7: (laughs) Not much of it, but it is good taste.
2: Except for that blue
5: stuff you brought that one time. That that was not good taste.
2: (laughs) Are are you
7: still whining about that?
5: I liked it.
2: (laughs) I still hung over from
0: it. Yeah, that's the problem. It's been three months. (laughs) I'm still hung over. You should avoid all effort. Like any bright colored liquor is always a problem. Doesn't matter whether it's blue or green. Doesn't matter. Bright colors and liquor is never a good idea.
8: If it's not brown, don't drink it down. Mm, sure. Sleepy's Janus is still dyed blue.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, we we shot this thing Tuesday at the shop, all social distance and everything. And uh, I walk in, and the first thing I see is just Chris's Janus just sitting
8: there, just on display for the whole world to see when you walk in. <laughs> A shining Janus glaring at you, just yeah. there, right? <laughs> right there in your face. It was it winking at you? No, but it's much burlier than I expected. It's a it's a burly oh. Janus, yeah.
2: And uh,
4: Santa Cruz has Janus, and it's a rehab center. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, really? Oh
4: yeah. No. It's yeah. the Janus rehab. It's for, for when Sleepy gets his uh, his Janus to
5: blue. <laughs> It's, I like uh, it's that. former motorcycle riders. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: It's depending on
4: the ride, right?
0: That's, uh, yeah. That's when you when you really you end up in a bad way, and you got like, man, I really got to get back into Janus <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Got to get my Janus shiny again.
8: <laughs> got
0: to get my got to get a Janus tune up.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I should bleach my Janus? <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> oh, Chris's Janus was was very lubed up, but it could use a little polish. I think Okay. It, <laughs> was it getting tight? Tight Janus. But you know what? They, have it, friends. It,
4: they can take care of your uh your I mean, fluffy it, Janus.
2: There's, there's quite a few brown parts as expected, but unfortunately there's quite a bit of like weird greenish color too, which is kind of weird to see on an anus.
1: <laughs> Chris, I'm are you okay Chris, with I heard your Janus had its first lube job? How did that come out?
0: It did. So the Janus had its first lube job, and there. Um, would anybody like to guess how many oil filters are on the Janus? Two, yeah. three. It's literally it's it's one of those ones that has a screen. It's a replaceable oh. screen. Oh. Well, it's a, a forever screen. So you just clean clean <laughs> the screen forever, like an old Kimco. They work great. But what's remarkable is how many Amish people have had their hands on Chris's Janus. <laughs> There's the, the more that I started getting up in Chris's uh, Janus, the more evidence I found of Amish. That the Amish, the Amish had been there. So you keep the deeper you dive into Chris's Janus, the more evidence you find of local artisanal Amish craftsmanship.
8: Did you find a corn cob in his Janus? <laughs> <laughs>
9: so
8: you still might I need to bio your
6: respirator.
8: <laughs> <laughs> So can
6: you tell all the manual labor from the Amish and then
0: the Janus? Yeah, but but I will, But again, we have been kind of, we've been admiring Chris's Janus at the shop since he's dropped it off there. And we do, we, we have become quite fond of Chris's Janus. Uh, I can't do it anymore.
8: I find myself <laughs> thinking about Chris's Janus all day long.
5: <laughs> I just wonder when Chris's Janus is going on rum springing.
2: <laughs>
5: oh. all right are
2: we good on that yeah <laughs> you're
0: right. gonna have to come back to it <laughs> later i'm sure Just checking to make sure that we've covered that the uh, it wasn't bad
4: <laughs> well you can combine janus and buell's
0: yeah right but Woo! yeah janus blast the Janal thunderbolt hmm exactly <laughs> yeah so I did want to talk for a second about tires and here's why I want to talk about tires because you can make mistakes on tires and this is important uh, if you are using old motorcycles like many of us do and like many of our customers at the shop do old motorcycles can get tricky with tires and Old motorcycles measured all the tires in uh, the comfortable measurement of inches, right? We all know, you know, we we understand, like, this is what eight inches looks like. We all know, right? <laughs> There's no question about it, right?
4: Very familiar, yes.
0: It's super it's eight inches. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and, and this is Irish eight inches. So, right now. The, tru- tru- the trouble is they don't sell tires that way anymore. Most companies don't do that. They sell tires metric. And so whereas an old tire might be something like three and a half by 18, right? So the middle measurement, hello. Hello. We're saying hi, B. Hi, B. What's going on, girl? <laughs> <laughs> do you Did you come down to see what your daddy does on Thursdays? Yeah. He's like, no. i he come upstairs,
2: falling over all the time. <laughs> Look away.
0: Yeah,
8: virtual
0: <laughs> He says a lot of stupid stuff, and then he wobbles around the house.
8: Here, <laughs> does your dad have pants on? I'm
2: have pants on. Yes. <laughs> okay. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Hey, who's there?
4: Who's there?
0: Panther. Panther.
3: Panther Who.
0: Panther Who? Panther, no Panther. We're doing a podcast.
6: <laughs> I thought you were gonna do a Janus joke, so I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were gonna totally different direction. So, <laughs> so
7: gonna, Oscar, get your mind out of the gutter.
5: I don't know why don't you Janus to get again.
0: <laughs> get your mind out of Chris's Janus. <laughs> oh man. all right so back to motorcycle tires if you will so there's the it's the strangest thing because we live in a very mixed up world where the diameter of the tire is still measured in inches right because it is so we have you know 15 inch tires 17 inch tires 18 19 21 if you're weird like there's all kinds of sizes of tires that are all measured by inches this way so they're measured by inches like i said this is 21 inches in the world of motorcycles okay so The problem, though, is on the other way, they're not measured in inches anymore. They used to be measured in inches. Any of you, you know, weird scooter people will know that a scooter tire is either three inches, three and a half inches or four inches. Pretty, pretty easy. Right. But now all motorcycle tires in the world and car tires in the world are measured by metric. Right. So they're all measured in a metric measurement of their girth. Right. And so um, a motorcycle tire like. Let's use example an old Honda CD 750. When we need an example of something on this podcast, we use a Honda C D 750. Do you know why? Because it's a universal Japanese motorcycle. Enough said. If you don't like the Honda 750, well, you can talk to me about that. All right. Would it be uh, appropriate to say "Go fuck your hat"? <laughs> exactly. So you know, I would en- I would encourage you to enjoy some intercourse with your headgear. <laughs> so, when we talk about those old honda cb750s the back tire on those right the back tire on the honda cb750 would have called for a four inch tire okay so a four inch tire which we have kind of in modern world associated with a 130 so a 130 metric works out really good in the place of the old four inch rear tire (laughs) <laughs> that big <laughs> that's right bex bex has heard this before
4: how <laughs> strange to that story
0: i have a feeling that she's, <laughs> she's explained the difference between metric and inches before yes and so it is absolutely true that 130 millimeters is give or take the right measurement to actually be a little on the chonky side. It is, it is a tiny bit on the chonky side to put on the back of your CB5 750, but it does work. It is muy bueno. Okay. So, and you can get all the modern rubber in that size, but the second number is the number that causes people a lot of problems. So the first number in the old days would have been four as in four inches. Right? So the old four inch thing worked great. Right. <laughs> And so now now that was cool but we didn't have to worry about the height of it because if you had a four inch wide tire it was four inches wide who gave a dip how tall it was because we weren't dealing with radial tire technology we were all kind of running around on bias ply tire technology and a four inch wide tire was as tall as a four inch wide tire was just what it was and a five etc so three and a half two you know Pizza slicer, two and a half inches or smaller. And you'd get into that with older bikes. And it was easy. You know, you had a Royal Enfield, you had a three and a half by 18 on the front, you know, three and a half by 18 on the back, or you had a 19 on the front and 18 on the back. And it was super, super simple. But there is that crossing point where weird vintage stuff has to be fed by today's modern parts supply. And if you ask Dunlop to make you a 4 inch by 18 tire, they're going to tell you, we don't make enough of those to justify doing that anymore. So perverted weird fetishy companies like Coker Tire, they'll still make these odd sizes. They'll still make that weird stuff that it does look appropriate on your vintage machine. If you want that quarter inch awesome white wall, or you want that two inch white wall, Coker Tire is who you're going to need to talk to. And they may not only make that tire for your bike every couple of years or so, but that's where you're gonna find the period correct tires to go on your bike. Hmm. Now, this is where it gets dicey, is the sidewall. Pay attention to that number because if your original owner's manual simply says that your back tire is a three and a half by eighteen or a three and a half by nineteen. There's no information about how high the sidewall is, and this becomes important. I can tell you that for most applications, the first number, that 130 or 140 or 150, or, you know, God bless it, 200 size tire, that's, in, that's informational. That is, if we take a set of verniers and we spread them out, that's gonna be about what it fits between our swing arm or our chain guard. Um, that's going to fit that's going to clear but how high it is is called the aspect ratio and when we get into that that number is not a metric measurement and this is what's freaking confusing this number side to side is absolutely a measurement you can measure it with you know a a rule you can get on there and you can say this is 130 millimeters right but the, the next number, which is going to be like a seventy or an eighty, or a ninety, that number is actually the percentage of the width of number. Okay. So this gets very confusing to people because that is not That's why a, they call it. An,
8: that's why they call it an aspect ratio. It's exactly. a ratio ratio of the, it's a ratio of the width of the tire to the height of the tire. Yep. So it's and a
0: higher percentage the higher the number. You got it. And I'm going to I'm gonna tell you as a guy who has installed way too many tires in my life that you can't bank on that. So if you're building a project bike or you're resurrecting an old vintage bike, you can't go out there with your measuring stick and go, okay, check. I've done my math and I know that I need a 110. So I'm 110 millimeters fits between my swing arm stays. Got it. When it comes to that height, be extremely careful because for instance, a 110 by 100 mathematically it should be 110 wide and it should be 110 high okay from the point where it beads into the wheel and the rim to the point where the height of the tread is so a 110 by 100 should very clearly be 110 wide and 110 high it's not necessarily make sure you don't get caught up in that trap. And this happens a lot when people are working on old CB350s and working on old, you know, uh, vintage Japanese motorcycles where the front tire was specked out as a 3-inch by 19 or a 3-inch by 18, um, that when you open up your tire catalog and you look at that handy-dandy chart and you go, oh, well, a 3-inch is equal to a 100 yeah be careful because remember in the old tires that aspect ratio wasn't a variable it was a three inch tire that meant you had three inches of width going for you and the height had more to do with how much of the tread you'd burned off than what the way it came from the factory so we have seen people screw this up and yes if you do try to sub out a a 130 by 80 or you know, in place of a three and a half or a four, what's going to happen is your width is going to be okay, but the meat of the tire, the top part, the crown of the tire is going to rub on the inside of your fender. One and of the, the first car- signs
8: that somebody's put too big a tires on an old bike is when you put it on the center stand and it leans to the side. Yes. because <laughs> or, or It's not off the tires because that oh. they're too big and it's not letting it sit on the center stand.
0: It's a, yeah, John is, John is onto it. If you grab a vintage motorcycle and you go to put it on the center stand and it goes on the center stand way too easy and comes off the center stand way too easy, the tires are probably oversized. Now, yeah, you can be off a little bit. It's not a big deal, but what we, what I'm, the reason I'm saying this is one, it is disgusting how much abuse a tire will take and still function as a tire. I mean, we know that. I, Bex showed up to Mid-Ohio with a tree sticking out of her tire. It's true. I was there, I saw it. I
2: did. So let me ask you this. What what kind of a tire is this? This is a dude, I don't know him, but apparently he liked Hayabusa's and Harley's. And so he was next to me and I couldn't I couldn't resist taking a picture of this. Uh, maybe you guys can tell me what tire this is. Over oh. the class. Holy smoking jeep. Oh. G- <laughs> yeah. But I like the fact that he took a Hayabusa
0: and then turned it into a Harley. So it is true. I mean, so I'm, I'm not to be mistaken or anything, but I see the nitrous, the giant family-sized nitrous bottle right. in front of the, um, with all of his medallions that say that he was in the Air Force, he was a Navy SEAL, and he was also an Army Ranger, according to those. yeah, um, He's got at least $14 worth of helmet. He's got a lot of comfort going on, too. I cannot tell for the life of me what that motorcycle is. Well, it's a Harley. It is a Harley. It's a V Rod, I think. Yeah.
4: It looks like a V Rod to me too. I think it
0: is. That looks like at least a three thousand series rear tire. <laughs> <laughs> it has more tread on it than I'm used to seeing. But what I would like to call your attention to is, if you take a look, there is a demark. There is a pronounced groove in the side of the tire. Oh yeah. See that? Do you know what that groove is called? A uh, problem. Well, I'll not a problem. but It's called girlfriend so when he, puts, when, he puts girl, <laughs> when he puts a girl on the back of that bike something is rubbing hard that doesn't normally rub mm-hmm. so, uh, his tire pressure is not right either because look at this contact patch you know what steve what's the recommended tire pressure for that <laughs> a lot I, <laughs> I wouldn't even venture a friggin' guess um yeah. Well, and 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 looking how he's enjoying
7: his sidewalls on that unit too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, he can do he can do a certain amount of cornering before he involves metal items. But <laughs> I mean that's absolutely true. Like I will be I will admit it, and I've always admitted it, I am a friggin' fool for those um, oh god, what were those those victories? Remember those victories that at the very last year that Victory did motorcycles? That victory had those cruiser bikes that just had that like really freaking chonky back tire on them. That it was just like, it was like, it was, it was like called like the victory bad decision or the victory, whatever the hell it was. But it was like the last couple years they did a victory. They made this like street rod style motorcycle. And I'll admit it. Yeah, I don't care that you had to have a hamster wheel going into a pulley, going to an offset pulley to another pulley to make the power get out of the V twin motor and get into that giant ridiculous cement roller. I don't care. It looks cool. But yeah, you can't you can't do anything fun with that. I mean
6: When did they start doing the 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 ratio stuff? All my bikes, I've never owned a new one. I've owned stuff from sixty to forty to sixty years old right now, so probably this is not a new thing, but I've never known a, a new enough bike to know when they started doing that.
0: <laughs> That's how you know you ride old shit. So yeah. you know you ride old shit when you're not aware that there's a second number in the middle between the first number and the last number. <laughs> well, car, cars
5: typically cars typically the the ratio aspect 75 if there's no number on the thing. So, I mean, I could imagine that it would vary, like you said, it varies on the width of the tire. Right but you're probably better off to go with a, a, a smaller ratio than a bigger ratio when you get into a tire that's wider. So If
0: you're concerned about it clearing the fender, because to Oscar's point, that usage of the middle number started happening in some tire manufacturers because of the racetrack. So the idea was mm-hmm. it was a way that they could sneak a wider tire on with the same sidewall. So they could hit, not hit the inside of the fender or not hit the front of the swing arm. And you guys that do vintage choppers and stuff will be – yeah, we all know that if you try to use that Harley-Davidson 16-inch rear wheel and stuff that on the back of your cool old vintage Honda chopper or BSA chopper or whatever, everyone does that. We all, like everybody steals a 16-inch Sportster wheel and stuffs it on the back of their chopper or whatever it is.
8: Victory um, hammer eight Ball. No, it's not. No. It's not actually even a bad move. On like, a, I had one on a CB 750, oh, yeah, and with the right tire on it, it's actually a stronger wheel. Yes, because I had a couple CB 750s that I tore the spokes out of, yep. trying to do drunken burnouts, <laughs> and with my wife on the back, <laughs> and so that, but that 16 inch Harley wheel with the right tire on it looks really nice and is a sturdier wheel.
0: Oh yeah absolutely and that's a big thing about like there's a reason that happened like there's a reason people went to that and started doing that um, as a technique was to steal the Harley Davidson wheel and stick it on the back of the Japanese bike because yeah if you look at those spokes on the back of that Harley Davidson 16 uh, inch wheel those spokes <laughs> are like they're only this long Yeah. for the first thing like they're shorter than hell but they're also thick as my pinky you know and they're going to be stout. You know, There's, if you bend one of those, well done, man. You, you've earned it. Uh, that, that's vicious. So that's the biggest thing. So the reason this is important and why I'm bringing this up is I was looking at a bike today, a customer's bike. And when the bike is sitting on the stand and it, it's being run out, it's absolutely fine. The clearance is there. But when you put weight and you load that bike up, and that tire squashes out a little bit, right? So the squash on the bottom has an effect on the top. And this is what's really weird. So the bottom of the tire flattens out all the time. Whereas the top of the tire doesn't, that air has got to go somewhere and it gets pregnant on the top. And where it gets pregnant is the part where it runs under the fender. And here's the weirdest thing, that if you try to put a piece of metal and a piece of rubber in the same spot, it violently stops rotating but it gets really hot and weird first so the performance of this thing as the guy was saying is like you know what it starts good and it goes great but then it'll stall out so sometimes it'll stall out when i'm trying to get going or sometimes it'll stall out when i'm coming up to a light or sometimes it'll stall out in general well the problem is i looked at his tire and he had this beautiful like one and a half inch two inch wear stripe up the middle that made you think he was just doing burnouts all day long. He wasn't doing any burnouts. It was just that when he put his American cheese-powered butt on that motorcycle, (laughs) it changed the shape of the top of that tire. Not the bottom of the tire, the bottom of the tire is flat as a pancake. But the top of the tire got real tall and that's what started rubbing on the inside of that fender. And I looked up inside and it was like, yeah, that inside of the fender was just polished. It was perfectly beautiful. Downside though, yeah, when he rides for a little while, that heat builds up. That creates a lot more friction. So that's one of those things. I did look it up, and, like, his motorcycle from the factory was meant to have a 375 on the back. So that'd be a really hard ta- target to hit. So for a 375, you'd probably want to have, like, a 90-90, like a 90-90, like 90 wide, 90 high. And that's a skinny tire.
2: So if you don't know, so say you have a bike and you don't know, is there yeah. a safe way to kind of figure it out?
0: Yeah, there is and that's I'm glad that you brought that up The most important dimension forever is going to be the relationship between the inside of the fender liner and the swing arm both the width of the swing arm but more importantly the front of the swing arm the where the tire you'll, passes. See you'll see it going in
2: like if you're trying to put the tire onto the swing arm that's going to be an obvious hit absolutely that's, okay. that's gonna be a hard
8: one to see is it a, would it be a general rule of thumb? say that you never want your aspect ratio to be bigger than your width so you would never want a 100 100 you always would want to stick with like a 180 or 170 or something you know what I mean if your aspect ratio is at least 10 to 20 you know what I mean because the width is always it's 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 always going to be narrow enough and as long as you don't go with too high of an aspect ratio
0: it shouldn't be too high well i mean but historically speaking there is a place in the universe for the 90 90 yeah. um, there is a place in the universe for the 100 100 i mean i've used those tires on the front of a lot of different motorcycles in the past a lot of vintage motorcycles that did have a taller uh, sidewall and the biggest problem is that it's not like having a short sidewall like today people modern people with their cars they all want this, the shortest sidewall possible. Like it looks like a band aid wrapped around the, the rim of the top, Though low car. profile, low profile, right? But that's really not the best thing for in every application, especially not in a motorcycle. If the motorcycle came from the factory designed to have, you know, a hundred. Let's okay, three inches of sidewall. Okay. Uh, putting it down to two inches or one inches of sidewall, now you're losing cornering clearance.
3: Yeah.
0: You're lowering the chassis of the motorcycle. And also rideability. How quickly I mean, it, turns. it turns.
8: Well, you can literally be riding on the edge of your rim when you're turning.
2: Oh, because yeah. You don't have enough Absolutely.
8: sidewall. Absolutely. And, and, like, the comfort
2: of it, like, uh, unbelievably, just, like, 10 millimeters, like, if you go from, like, a 135 to a 125, you're stiffening your ride probably more than your shocks can compensate at that point. You know, like, It's crazy.
0: And the last thing I want to bring up is purely, it's a disclaimer, because if I didn't say this, some safety Nazi out in the audience would be like, "Eh." so I'm going to say it. Be aware that if you're running a vintage motorcycle and your rim, you know, your DID rim or whatever brand of rim you have on your bike is let's say your, your rim is two and a quarter inches wide. It'll be stamped on the rim for most vintage bikes. It'll say like 18 by 225. So that is actually an inch measurement, the 18, and the 225 is also an inch measurement. But if you're doing an 18 by 225 and you sneak a 150 on there, like a a modern 150 metric wide tire on there, what's going to happen is that tire is going to get this weirdo pattern. Like Because the sides of the tire are in at such a steep angle to get into where that bead is grabbed, You'll end up with a tire that behaves in an incredibly weird fashion, and the bike's handling will go to crap teetering on dangerous.
8: It goes back to what we said before. The guys in the white lab coat designed the bike to have a certain size tire. And you can put a bigger tire on, you think you're getting a better contact patch, or you're doing that, or it looks cooler, but it's not as stable as the right size tire for the right size rim.
0: And you may a more contact patch, but it's going to be a weirder contact patch. It's not going to be okay, there for so you. Any
4: can day. I ask you then what your recommendation is as far as straying from the manufacturer size recommendation? Like, are you saying, you know, one size up or one size down, you're going to be in a good contact patch range? You're not going to, you know, be on your rim. You're going to be comfortable on your ride. Or is this something that you just stick with it?
0: My personal rule of thumb for when I'm charging people money to work on their bike is one. So like if you came in with a 120, I'm going to say that I will be willing to do a 130 as long as I measure it out on the swing arm and I measure it out on the, the front to back as well. And I'll usually be okay with a plus one or a minus one to suit the needs of the rider as long as I don't see anything weird in the process. Okay, That's where I feel comfortable for somebody I'm charging money. If it's my own shit, I have gotten freaky and weird with, you know, some like weird 600cc yeah, metal, VLX. and I'm like, yeah, you know, the the 150 is what they call for but the 180 looks really sexy. So let's get the 180 in there and I'm just going to be careful not to lean it over too hard. You
2: know, no. you know, if we want to get some good comments going and just get some people excited about this, we should just talk about putting car tires on motorcycles. Dark side it never drives anybody out of the woodwork to say anything about that.
5: Well, I think the other thing that you have to look at too is we didn't, you didn't discuss bias 5 versus radial technology because I'm sure that under pressure and under uh, under load and heat. A bias ply may not deform as much because the sidewalls are way, hard. I mean, it's a different structure, but the sidewalls are stiffer on a bias ply, so you may not get that bulge and you may not get that bulge on the bottom and then bulge on the top, so on the bottom and the bulge on the top. So yeah, you say you know, bulge again? <laughs> bulge, 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 bulge.
0: <laughs> Does anybody know why? they still use bias ply tires even though radial tire technology is clearly superior in every way does anybody understand why well, they're used, on, tri- they're used t- on trailer t- tires for load what's that it's a lot of bias ply
5: tires are used for trailer tires because the sidewall stiff way stiffer than the than and they use it because it could carry a, a load and it I mean, I would imagine that under a failure, it, you're not going to totally collapse.
4: Yeah. It won't lose the bead when you're you're really pressing down with a whole bunch of weight. Right. As, as likely.
0: That's exactly it. I mean, radial tires are safer in so much as if you puncture a radial tire, you know, a tubeless tire, it's going to take a lot longer for that air to come out. It's not going to be a sudden death incident. Um. And radial tires do give you the ability to run a shorter sidewall with a wider footprint, which could be safer or could give you enhanced performance characteristics over a bias ply. But a bias ply is literally just a two two different directions of a nylon carcass. It's a bias. Exactly. Yes, that's what we do for bias ply. That's bias ply. Mm-hmm. And but when we talk about radials, we're all, all the old kids in the room can remember the Firestone Seven Twenty One seven cords wrapped by two or surrounded by one. You know, it's like, it was this idea of more than just a, a, a 90 degree opposite axis in making a tire carcass. The idea was that you could get freaky and end up with something that was wider than it was high. And yeah, the reason that a lot of motorcycles, especially big fat chunky cruiser bikes will come with bias ply tires is because they are better at holding a giant fucking heavy weight. And so when you see a motorcycle come into your shop or if you're working on a bike or you've bought a bike and it's a big, fat, chunky bike, but it's got radial tires on it, believe it or not, that thing may handle better with bias ply, weirdo, chubby tires on it just because that's the way that bike is engineered to work. And I see that a lot. We have a lot of customers that have accidentally purchased radial tires for their cruiser bikes when they should have purchased bias ply tires and the weight rating is so So
4: can you give uh, so for example what weight are you thinking of when you're talking about a cruiser Mm -hmm. are you talking about like the 883 weight and up
0: yeah so what i would be talking about would be something like let's get into the flh family of motorcycles big heavy bikes with big fat fenders designed to be ridden by big people from Wisconsin that eat a lot of carbohydrates right yeah. so when we think about these motorcycles we're thinking about a motorcycle that would have a 500 pound load on it now I know John's had some 500 pound loads but we're talking about a 500 <laughs> pounds load- on the motorcycle. <laughs> That's it. So yeah. So Are
4: you talking about John's Janus now.
0: <laughs> it has the capacity for a 500 pound load. <laughs> easy. That's, <I> mean, easy. <laughs> when you're getting into that, if you look at yeah. the weight capacity and really GVWR, really gross vehicle weight rating, is just what they say the bike can be as a unit, a big unit. Yes. They say that the bike can be. A 400-pound bike with a 400-pound weight capacity is an 800 GVR. And if you're not sure, look at the tag on the side of your motorcycle, and if it says your GVWR is 700 pounds, and you crack out the bathroom scale and you weigh your bike, and your bike weighs 400 pounds, then you can put 300 pounds on it, right? But if you're going to be going above that, I would say if you're anywhere over 400 pounds, you ought to be thinking about radial tires, or I'm sorry, bias ply tires. And most of the cruisers that do this will spec bias ply tires. Say hello.
4: So I think that I just wanna um, emphasize those numbers because <clears throat> a lot of people that I, I ride with, even though they've ridden for years and years, they're not aware of the difference between the weight of their motorcycle and the capacity of their motorcycle. And I myself, you know, when I first started riding, I had a metric cruiser that was a 250 and it's GV whatever weight. It, I, um, I, I found out that the motorcycle rode very, very different as I was going on a camping trip, fully loaded down H- Highway 1 and taking these curves. <laughs> it just handled like shit. And I thought I had broken my, my bike. But then once I took took off a bunch of my gear, my camping stuff, it handled, again, much better. So like that's a real-life experience of recognizing the significance of that other number of your bike. So ages
0: ago, I used to have an Interceptor. So I had a 1987 Interceptor. And I loved the bike. I really did. But what I found out the hard way was on a very long trip to Alaska, what I had realized was that the 87 Interceptor really wasn't designed to carry 400 pounds of stuff, right? So in retrospect, when I looked and I looked at the tag that said GVWR, gross vehicle weight rating, which due to the Department of Transportation and HTSA, it's required by law that all vehicles have that somewhere on it that say what the gross vehicle weight rating is. If you subtract the weight of the actual vehicle, what's left is what you're allowed to put on it. And now, granted, you know, engineers and lawyers plus or minus twenty five percent. Who cares? Um, you know, year of the, you know, year of a total eclipse or not, it doesn't really change. But what I had found out was that on that particular trip, with one human being on it, and at the time I was a sexy one hundred and eighty five pounds, but I had still managed to have well over one hundred and fifty pounds of shit with me, and so consequently. The bike didn't handle worth a shit. It it handled very poorly, um, like Bex was saying. So every motorcycle will have a different weight capacity. I can point you to different, like she was saying, with the 250cc bikes that may only have a 200-pound capacity. And that's why they don't have passenger pegs on the back. And that's why they don't have a passenger seat on the back. I basically can't put anything on a bike if I'm riding it. No. Well... I know bikes right now that if I were to gain twenty pounds, I wouldn't be allowed to ride them anymore.
9: Yeah, well.
0: Okay. So
4: on the flip side of that, um, I'm smaller. Can I get away with a higher aspect ratio? Just, I mean, just as an example, flip side, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. It actually does. And if you know that you're not going to be putting the stresses on the bike so <laughs>
4: like my six foot five i don't know 200 big massive pound box on the back of my motorcycle that was that was an adventure
0: don't yeah. don't That's come here telling us about your box we don't want to hear about I,
6: it yeah i thought you were saying they were 200 <laughs> it was like bullshit
0: yeah there's fair and there's unfair yeah
8: <laughs> well i mean the other thing is i mean there's things you could do say you put a a tire that's a smidge too big and you're rubbing every time you hit a bump, well, maybe you can turn up the preload on your shocks or, you know, you can make some minor adjustments or if it's a custom bike and it's hitting, cut, paste, weld, you know?
2: (laughs) Cut, paste, weld, repeat. (laughs) That's <laughs> it. Yeah, you guys, you guys kind of brought up something that
8: that lies. don't change the tire, change the bike.
4: Okay. <laughs> well, that might just change the uh, engineers' established gross vehicle weight ratio. That's right. That's <laughs> <it>.
8: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All you have to do is just weld gussets in everywhere,
0: and it will be fine. it will be fine. Can't
4: you just bolt it? Didn't you have a bike that somebody just?
0: All you need to do is make it a rigid. The answer for everything is a oh. swing arm and a rigid suspension. That's yeah, it.
6: take that to Alaska. And it'll never rub
8: anything. It'll never rub
0: anything. anything. But Except was, you'd be rubbing on the girls. You'll <laughs> rub your bet, ass raw. So. <laughs> I bet we could put
8: a thousand pounds in Chris's Janus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because Chris's Janus is a rigid.
9: <laughs> <laughs>
8: yeah. It's a very solid Janus.
2: It, it is.
0: I've the written rings
2: it. Springs are in the actual seats. So you
6: um, know. know what? Actually, Go oh, Bex jump in here. <laughs> <laughs> you want Vex to jump in your jeans? <laughs> really? I mean, so, she's miss- he now missing he said,
4: right, yes.
6: <laughs> she's missing all the
7: jocularity.
0: Yeah. Oh. Vax, Vax is talking about her, form, her bike, which was a two fifty. Now, what did you? What did you have? Did you have a? a a rebel or what? What were you on? Oh, close.
4: Um, I huh. had a GZ two hundred and fifty, a little Suzuki Marauder.
0: Oh, okay. so basically a rebel, but Suzuki. Oh, you had the Marauder. You had the, yeah. the G, you had the GZ. I, was, I
4: had the GZ two
3: hundred
8: and fifty. Did, did you have the anal? Did you have the anal Marauder? Right,
0: I did. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the is the Suzuki two hundred and fifty Hydroglide.
4: Uh, only after use. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so
0: it's, so um, yeah, it's the uh, it's the Suzuki FLH two hundred and fifty. <laughs> uh, but, but a good example, like that motorcycle in particular, is a famous like it's a favorite of the motorcycle instruction programs. Like, oh yeah. Because if you have people who come in that are you know not long of leg, the, the GZ two hundred and fifty is awesome to get them onto. Mm-hmm. It's an easy bike to ride. Whereas the Rebel 250 has got like the chopper front end, the big 21 inch wheel and the, and the long forky forks. The GZ250 has a normal sized front wheel that matches the one on the back and it has normal human forks, like normal human geometry. So GZ250 is a really good bike to ride. Thank
4: you.
3: And
0: yeah. they're,
4: they're it, was so, it was so easy. for yeah. I have very long legs for my height. And it was so easy to ride. I, um, I, her name became forest kitten because I would take her on the the fire roads out here because she was just so light. And I, I, you know, I used to mountain bike, like very aggressively. And so it was just like, oh my God, uphill is amazing. (laughs) You know, I could go over logs and if I got stuck, (laughs) I'd just kind of pick it up and throttle it and I'd get out of it. So
0: what you're saying is it was an adventure cruiser.
4: Uh, Yes. As every bike can adventure be an adventure bike.
0: The adventure cruiser segment of the market is very much overlooked. I still think you're better off with a TU 250, though.
8: Anything's yeah. an adventure bike if you're bold
0: enough. That's right.
4: Yeah, that's, but, I, but I, to, I love that facet of your guys' uh, talks.
0: Oh, yeah. To put it in perspective,
4: there's no doubt
0: that Chris's Janus could take a bigger load than Bex's GZ 250. <laughs>
4: Thank you. I
7: absolutely agree with that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, 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 hey.
8: (laughs) Would you imagine Chris's Janus with a big load on a muddy road?
0: Uh,
4: It might just blend.
0: Yeah, Well, because his Janus is a rigid.
4: Oh. Yeah. He would would perform well.
0: That's the thing about rigids. So the thing about rigids is they'll take... A tremendous load but it's it <laughs> it be a little sloppy <laughs> take a while, but yeah. take it. because <laughs> you can fight a lot of problems with the air pressure so our friend bagel our friend bagel has ridden vespas all over the world i mean literally actually all over the world and one of the best conversations i ever had with bagel years ago was we talked about taking something as mundane as a Vespa 250, a Vespa GS 250, an automatic transmission, scooter with very small 12 inch wheels. Again, backs 12 inches, Mm. okay?
3: Yes, absolutely.
0: So these 12 inch wheels, you wouldn't think that would be the thing you'd want to use for going extremely long distances, a lot of RPMs with a big load. And the manufacturer of the vehicle says that the normal air pressure for that bike should be around 35 or 36 psi on the back and around 29 in the front due to loading and maintaining a contact patch that's somewhat equal. The pressure in the front is less than the pressure in the back due to the mass of the... Let me see. see, Weight
4: distribution.
0: The class of the last is proportional to the mass of the ass. That's how it works. (laughs) So the the back of a Vespa has more more mass yes so the back of a Vespa has got a nice mass and that's where the motor is too so the back needs more air pressure to support it and then you take a <clears throat> bagel and bagel used to be bigger so bagel used to be a bigger bagel so bagel was a, a full <laughs> extra-large bagel he's not an extra-large bagel anymore but he was an extra-large bagel and then he had all of his gear for a cross-country trip and extra gasoline on the back of this Vespa, at 75 to 80 miles per hour. And what he figured out was that he could go above the manufacturer's recommended air pressure for the tire. And if he went above the manufacturer's recommended air pressure for the tire, the bike would handle better, and he would get a longer life out of the tire as well. Run, and it stayed the, cooler, but, too, right? Yeah, it's Maybe exactly the tire the same. stayed cooler. The tire temperature stays lower. If you reduce the amount of flex that occurs every time the bottom of the tire becomes the top of the tire. The bottom of the tire is very tight and squat. The top of the tire is very opened up. Right. And if that tire does that 1,800 times a minute, it's tall, short, tall, short, tall, short, tall, short. And that creates a lot of heat. So if you can minimize how tall and how short it gets, the variance between the two, the tire will yes. run and spool it. So you this,
4: also... Increase the the diameter of the tire right. itself and the contact patch so when you have a higher uh, air pressure. That's and just cool. just to clarify, I'm curious. Um, for my my clarity, you're talking about the manufacturer spec of the tire, the tire manufacturer, or of the the scooter or motorbike, basically.
0: Thank you for clarifying. When I talk about the manufacturer's pressure, what I'm talking about is the vehicle manufacturer's mm-hmm. pressure. So the tire will have a maximum pressure set on the side of the tire. It'll say on the side of the tire what the maximum pressure is. Mm -hmm. And that would be the pressure that you should never exceed. The pressure on the motorcycle itself is that manufacturer saying with the proper tires on that bike, the pressure that they recommend that you run to give you the best performance. Now, any of you guys who ride on the racetrack, you'll know that, the manufacturer might say to put 32 PSI in the front, I run 27. It gives me a little bit of a better footprint when I'm doing stupid stuff. So guys that want more adhesion for bad decisions will run the pressure a little bit lower. Guys who want the tire to give them an extra gear ratio, like instead of a six speed, now they've got a seven speed on long trips, might put a little extra air in the back of the tire. And that, the effect of that is on a long, long trip, it will make less revolutions per minute. Only a couple, but a couple's all that matters when you're doing five thousand miles on a trip. So yeah, that's a technique, is adding a few PSI. Now there are charts you can find that say, okay, if you're gonna add this much luggage, add this much PSI and you'll be okay. Because mm-hmm. remember, the owner's manual is gonna be lawyer-proof. It's gonna be like this is safe. A little high, a little low, that's up to you and what you're comfortable with. But tires. Uh, the the proper selection of tires and the understanding of their use is really really important and today i got to tell a guy who just bought brand new tires that he made a huge mistake and had to rebuy them okay so he bought tires that don't work on his motorcycle and they're going to cause him problems he's going to have to rebuy those tires
4: Can that be like a a segue into knowing what kind of tire you have, whether you are riding on a tubeless or a tubed tire, for example. Uh, I had a very interesting long, greasy, hot, sweaty, um, boys didn't have tools. I'm glad I did experience at a rally where the gentleman on a very nice back uh, didn't know that he had a tubed tire and <laughs> <laughs> to to use a plug on a tube tire is futile.
0: <laughs> well now you have two
8: problems. <laughs> have one problem. I mean you could get really, really lucky
4: and Wait, and hit it just I right. I was hoping for it. So we look for data. On the outside of the tire itself it says tubeless.
0: Right. So, <laughs> so we we're hoping. Yeah, so uh, outside of the tire, if the tire says tubeless, that means the tire can be used for tubeless, no tube, or with a tube. All tires are tube tires, including the tires on your car out in the driveway.
3: Should
0: be. Because mm-hmm. if your chaps are pantless, I mean, what, what's your chaps?
3: <laughs> chaps
5: are
0: assless or else yeah. they'd be pants. <laughs> so, yeah, an inner tube can go inside of virtually any tire that normally would hold air, because as Chris Smith taught me, tires are what? Round. Chris Smith isn't paying attention. I just gave no, him no, no,
7: no. I, I've, I've, I've forgotten. What are they? What's, yeah. what's the thing?
0: They were. Uh, Chris Smith once told me tires are just cylinders of air.
3: <clears throat> yes.
0: And I was. Yeah. Can that's you, remarkably
4: prescient. To also, touch if you're riding with tubeless tires that actually have no tube, right. is it even beneficial to carry a tube with you, you for the size of the tire? Say you get a flat, it's not... I mean, you could probably put it in there, right? It's
0: not going to kill you. It
8: could. Right, it's not going to kill you. I probably would carry a plug kit before I did that. It would be a lot easier. Because right. the plug yeah, kit's a- the size of a cigarette pack. Right. I, mean,
4: yeah. I know, and the you little like... CO2 I wonder
5: if, what would happen if you plugged
2: Christmas in yeah. Here we go. <laughs> you guys are great. My new car, like not new, but the 2017, it doesn't have a spare tire. It
8: just comes with a plug kit and an inflator in the back. That's it.
2: Girl, I think I'd rather have
8: that in some cases. It's quicker. I mean, I could jack it. Co- if you have a compressor, does it give you CO2 cartridges or anything? No, it's a pretty sta I mean, it's a it's a pretty
2: beefy little compressor, though. It'll it'll take a tire from oh. flat to full in like six minutes. But I don't I know did- how you pop the beat. if you pop the bead. If you pop the bead, I don't think you can do it. Then no, you just fucked. gotta
4: blow it up with some
8: gas and. Yeah, yeah. Oh, little- get some woof juice. <laughs> yeah. I sent Cinch a picture. I want uh, if you could put that up. That'll make you feel a little warmer. Oh. This this is what it's like here now.
4: Sorry. I am such a you know I didn't I did a. Come to California from Hawaii, and I was even more snuggly-buggly with like three layers of clothing in mm-hmm. in fifty degree weather. So I don't know. Yeah, it's that gives you here. an idea of what it's oh, like.
0: Man, that looks like about two and a half inches of partly cloudy.
8: You yeah, seven inches of, of partly cloudy. We're shoveling sunshine here, <laughs> uh,
0: that's, what I, that's what I always tell my Santa Cruz I friends. Just- uh, my Santa Cruz people, I'm like, nobody ever died shoveling sunshine.
4: <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I did yeah. live in Truckee, so you know, that's am place in California. Yeah.
0: <laughs> every, time, every time I see the sign for Truckee, for mm-hmm. some reason, okay, I live in a town, the name of my town is arguably one of the most, like, porn set names of any town ever made, <laughs> because I live in Avon Lake. Mm-hmm. And I've been told by many people that Avon Lake sounds like the name of a town from a cheesy 80s romance now. You know, right? Skinamax. Skinamax. Avon Lake. Skinamax. I've never heard of in fucking movie. ages. It's like Sheffield on Trent or something. <laughs>
4: you have to, like, tune in and just kind of get it between the fuzzies?
0: Yes. This week on Avon Lake. Right, versus well, facts, Janus.
2: Max <laughs> was talking, talking about back in the day when you had the cable box and only had two channels. Yeah, eleven thirty, it switched to kind of racy movies. <laughs> if you had a ten-year-old kid, you'd have to go and switch back and forth. To mm-hmm. back and you might get a That's nipple pretending you're asleep. Yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly. You might, you might get a
8: slight nipple on one of the the waves of the. Yeah, totally. I spent hours sitting there waiting just. Please come in a little bit. I'm almost ready.
0: I'm almost there. Oh, but if you had an old click tuner television, if you had a proper click tuner television, you could, if you had the cable box that had the brown remote with a cord on it that went like a 30 foot cord to the TV, you could put it on Skinamax and then you could go up to the TV and turn the micro adjuster, the, the fine adjuster on the uh, VHF. How do you know this? You could straighten out the wiggle lines and you could like just barely make out a nipple. <laughs> Good enough for me. Good enough for me. That's all in I need. Old cable boxes—you could just
5: take a, you could take them apart, and one of the wires you skinned and put in like a resistor, and you can get the channel. You can get the uh, like HBO or, or uh, Showtime.
4: So I actually didn't even grow up with a cable box. It was just how much more tinfoil you put on the ears and how. Really good dexterity you had on the the fine tuning on the knob.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, that's how you could tell the kids from the '80s. You have to know how to work the knob
5: every, sure.
2: every every once in a while. I, You're saying the, they're good at playing with their knobs? Yes, <laughs> we're practiced.
5: And yeah, we had a, we had an antenna as big as our good. house with a rototana. and that was really, you were really you were really doing it with a rototana. You could dial it in on the TV, and it mm-hmm. had a motor. And your antenna would
0: would change direction. Oh, yes, yeah, the-
5: yeah. I forgot about
0: I love the roto tent. When we moved into this house, there was a roto tenor on the roof, and the box was this ridiculously giant plastic box with a <laughs> yeah. giant knob on it—a knob that you'd only expect to be from a '60s sci-fi movie. Uh-huh. And when you turned the knob, there were stickers on it that said Toronto, Canada. <laughs> Man. <laughs> And so you were literally dialing in different parts of your very small universe. Yep, to come into your house. Yeah, that's what we did too. Because that's well, now you can pick pick up eighty channels anyway.
5: Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: it's
5: digital. But the old days, you had to change it to like det- Detroit. Like you'd have to steer it to- towards Detroit or steer it towards Seven Hills or wh- wherever yeah. to get. But and then you'd get like Ernest Angley and like stereo.
8: That's what they call a Yagi antenna. It's a directional antenna. And that's why it has the the things pointing. It's, It's so you can direct it. And I actually had a big conversation with a technical director at Channel 8 one because you can't get like 8 and 19 are hard to get in Cleveland. But that's because there are Canadian TV stations that are stepping on our signal. And when you have two signals that bounce into each other, they cancel each other out. So there's a signal coming across the lake that fucks us out. Even though we're right here, we can't get it. Mm-hmm. But but can
4: they can cancel each other answer. out if we're, they're exactly the same wavelength, but they can interfere. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. So they make one station that's far more interesting. Right.
2: Um, I had a friend nice. whose parents were pretty lackadaisical and we'd always have sleepovers at his house because we could get away with everything. Right? So they had like a free night on Cinemax or something when they... And so we're like so weak you know so we all pile in and we put it on and it kind of destroyed my whole life yeah i I was eight i remember this to this day it was a movie called cry uncle and it was like this detective dude and he was walking around trying to find something and he walks in this room and there's like a dead hooker and he's like yeah she's still warm and he ends up banging the dead hooker and i was eight i'm going oh okay allowed to do that (laughs) is that the way this works i didn't know that this was a thing and so, yeah, like, uh, the whole cable thing has ruined my life, basically. Thank you. So so we go from Ernest
7: Angley oh my
0: God. to to the detective. <laughs> my uncle, you literally go went from Ernest Angley's Tower of Power to <laughs> necrophilia, teenage necrophilia, on Skinamax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's still got one more round left in her. No, <laughs> not do that. No, that
6: was before GTA, so, I mean, it's
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I gave you guys some homework tonight.
7: Well, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who's who is the predecessor to Ernest Angelique?
0: Um Well, locally. Robert Schuller. I'm trying to think of who would have been the predecessor. An Ohio-based religious yeah. icon, Rex Rex Humbard.
7: Rex, Rex, Humbard. Rex, Humbard. Rex Humbard, and the Cathedral of, of tomorrow. 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 Why
0: yeah. did they ever finish
2: it? That thing is still there. That like 250 foot tall tower that the church was supposed to be plopped on is just sitting there in Cuyahoga Falls they never finished it
0: no it, maybe it should <laughs> be a new home receptive. Cleveland Moto yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Cleveland yeah. Moto Tower <laughs> you could buy the tower the tower of power you could buy that because it has been sold it's changed hands twice quite cheaply and underneath the tower of power is a really big building I wish Nick was here you he could tell us all about it but my family and I, we used to go down there for buffets, and we would eat buffets at the Tower of Power and pretend to be god Christians so we could get the sweet-ass buffet. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was it was rad. But as you were waiting in line for the buffet, there were all these little dioramas that, as you were waiting in line to get into the buffet, would tell you the story of how, like, you know, Jesus and you know, they were all little, cool little model sets. And as a kid, I was big into like HO trains and stuff. And so I was like, "Oh, this is really cool. This is interesting." And it kept kids quiet while they were waiting for their fish sticks. I thought
5: the buffet only had loaves and fishes. So that was that was exactly it. So,
8: yeah, <laughs> it was, and it was really I
4: like this story much better than the one I left. Yeah,
8: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Grumpy sure guy, give us an update on the CB 500. Since yeah, that, actually, that's am background.
4: I'm curious. What's going on with as,
8: that?
4: Uh, can can I ask Phil and and Grand guy? I was curious about the tire situation because you have a 1971 CB 500 that probably has original tires, and you're talking about trying to replace them, or are you gonna just ride it and just keep it keep it uh-huh. upright, and not go around corners? Or you? Know, <laughs> I
8: like, think you should have to ride it just like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a CB
5: 175 with pretty much the original tires, and you know, once they get to a certain age, they turn into stones, so you never have to replace them. <laughs> you just can't turn at high speeds. So. I'm the only one here that doesn't ride fast, and I don't take chances. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and you're in Ohio, which is not Santa Cruz Mountains. It's not California
5: curves. Yeah, okay. No, we've gone to Southern Ohio where probably uh, we were riding. we were riding roads that I mean, like five fifty-five is is pretty twisty and scary when you're coming over like ninety-two blind blind hills. So yeah, yeah. five
9: has four hundred
2: and sixty-three turns in sixty-three miles, and seventy percent of them are blind. So like you mm-hmm. go into it and it just it, it, like you're going uphill, you can't see where you're going, and then it goes somewhere.
9: It's yeah.
4: You have, um, so so how I when I came to Cleveland and for AMA Vintage Days, how I desire like we went through the southern ish area Mm -hmm. so that we could actually get some non straight roads. And the fields are beautiful though, so you can see ahead if you look far enough ahead, you're like, Oh, that's the road because there's pretty much no other road, (laughs) and like, okay, that's about the corner that I'm going to be taking. So you can, if you Maybe just because I'm a California rider. Like, yeah.
0: Watch the top of the telephone poles. So if you watch the top of the telephone poles, you'll see where the road goes ahead of you. Right.
5: No? The exactly. problem is you get behind a, a, a Tesla driver with an orbital lobotomy, <laughs> and he's driving two miles an hour. Yeah, that was great. Oh, you can't pass. not driving, and there are
4: plenty of yeah. them. <laughs> like, on my daily commute, I, I do 17, and then I do, you know, some Bay Area freeways, and about every fifth car in the carpool lane is a Tesla, um, or and every other fifth car is a Prius. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just like, eh, but the Tesla's. Man, they don't they don't move over because they they have a um, some kind of a sensor that positions you dead on between the lanes. So when they're just drinking their coffee, watching their Netflix, driving to work at like seven o'clock in the morning, giving a fly fuck of nothing else, you're just like really,
5: yeah,
4: really.
9: <laughs> that's that's
5: you, that's that's one one you. how to disrupt that you know like in some of those cars they have the sensors and what I like to do is I get my front wheel next to the lane sensor and I push them over into the rumble strip yeah. <laughs> so,
4: so I don't I, what I'll do is I stick my leg out yeah. and I push it up into my left leg and so I'm splitting between one and two, and I, I stick my left leg out, and it fucks the sensor up. So then they actually move over. Ooh, really?
5: Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, as long as you can figure that out, that's what you want to do. Because <laughs> fuck those
8: people. Fuck <laughs> I wonder those people <laughs> if you could put something. I wonder if you could put something like those old school curb catchers oh. where they had the little thing that stuck out that that would just like interfere with their fucking sensors.
4: No. I they, you'd have to have a pretty large one. And, and most of my commuting I did on my, my Triumph Sprint ST with full cases, whether I had shit in them or not because it was extra protection. Yeah. And it was just made my my wide, my little load wider. <laughs> so it was like, you oh you yeah. And then just kind of flop my leg out there, stand up, wave. <laughs>
5: well, some, sometimes like some type of Parabolic uh, shape on the back of the bike so that it appears that you're closer. Like when they get in, when you're in when they get behind you, then uh-huh. it appears that they're closer and it forces them back because it's concentrating the signal. Put a
8: Fresnel lens on the back of
5: your bike. <laughs> yeah, or something to, to, to change the signal that they're sending out. They're probably using radar, right? I mean, I would imagine it.
4: Maybe it's- just even a simple like uh, aluminum windmill would work.
0: I'm gonna tell you I've had remarkably good effect on even non-self driving cars. Horror of horrors. There are cars that don't drive themselves. And <laughs> that I've had a remarkable effect that when I'm riding my motorbike, and if I find they're not paying attention, if I just do them the courtesy of folding in their side view mirror, oh yeah. It gets their attention way fast. And yeah. the funny thing is, like they're they're angry. But they don't pursue you because you've disabled their vehicle by folding in their side view mirror, and they really don't know how to deal with it. So they're they're running along at diminished capacity. (laughs) But so they don't actually pursue you, but they get very angry. But all you've done is move their mirror in, so you know it's not like (laughs) we don't be
4: scared.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah. They do, yeah.
4: And I I I like to do that with my feet. Yeah.
0: So again, Bex though made the mistake of bringing up tires again. Does anybody have that one friend that just doesn't pay attention when you give them even a good solid word of advice, like something really, really critical, like, Hmm, you just bought a motorcycle and it has tires on it from
9: 1975.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Before you go to Chicago on your motorcycle, and go to Motoblot, you know, like the big you know, Cafe Racer weekend in Chicago and Milwaukee, maybe you should change those tires from 1975. Ah, they're still good. James is an idiot. So, <laughs> James rode his CB400F Supersport, like, brand new, didn't even change the spark plugs from 1975. And this isn't 25 years ago This is like 5 years ago That and was the one I helped him get The, the
8: $300 yeah. one A $300, $300 bike
4: $1. He didn't do anything to it and it was 300 bucks.
8: He brought it to Johnny Mac's garage And I got it running for him and that's as much As it ever happened
0: that's it. <laughs> And then he rode it to Chicago and then Milwaukee Like the, the very next day On the tires That God put on it in 1975 in Japan but he's still here. He did fine. No problems, right? And he rode there with dudes on CB750s and 900s and everything else. And he's on a 400 that happens to be like, you know, God's most lying at six speed.
4: Oh, my gosh. the the friction. Yeah. Of keeping up with bigger bikes, too.
0: And he oh did it. And he made it because luck favors the stupid. And <laughs> he did the trip, and he made it back. And then one night, you know, we were all out in the world doing our thing and having a good time. And some of us were having a better time than others. And I get a phone call at like three o'clock in the morning that says, if you can get here in 30 minutes and pick up your, your employee and his motorcycle, he won't go to jail. (laughs) Seems fair. I was like, well, I'm 45 minutes away. I'll be there in 25. And, and I got there and I had to talk to a freaking you know, state park ranger with the giant Napoleon complex, um, you know, man, this big gun, this big, and yeah. had to talk to this guy about not arresting James because he sprayed his C D 400 out across like two lanes, one curb, one parking lot and everything. And James was wearing like all the safety gear of like nylon soccer shorts. And like, a nylon Soccer jersey that probably said "Dropkick Murphys" on it or something, <laughs> and uh, and I picked him up, and he was like, he was like road rash, 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 road rash. and uh, got him home. At least he didn't have a
8: boot print on his face. <laughs> yeah,
0: this time different yeah. story. He's uh, a yeah, true story, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's the example. Like, so he tried to corner those tires. Over by the wastewater treatment plant by Whiskey Island, and there was no. As soon as you get them over, that's when concrete. Let's go. You know, that's when. it's pretty soft. Yeah, yeah. So that's when the wooden tires become a real problem.
4: Yeah, because it's it's rigid.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't.
4: Just... <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy as fuck. Excuse me, language, but once you hit that little part, I, I mean, I learned. I, I didn't know motorcycles, and I get on this thing, and it was like. 12 PSI the next day when I checked it out and it was it was crazy scary. But you 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 have the contact patch and all flat and then as soon as you turn a little bit and you get past that, it's just I mean you lose your 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 ass and you your your Janice turns blue and you're just like whoa <laughs> <laughs> All right, I stayed up on that one.
0: <laughs> what we all say we all say perfectly good until it's not.
4: Yeah, like, yeah.
0: absolutely fantastic until it's not and then it's <laughs> Real bad, real fast. Did
4: he listen after that? What's that? Has he listened after that? Was it a learning experience?
0: No. Yeah. I mean, oh,
8: he fucking sold the bike, made a good bit of money, and I didn't get a kickback. He sold. He sold the
0: bike, and he did make a fucking because it was a CB 400F. He didn't yeah. put fresh tires on it. He sold the bike away, and then he got a new V7. He got a Moto Guzzi V7 that came with good tires on it. Damn. Nice. <laughs> So, so yeah. you know, I, I always put
5: new tires on my bikes. I mean, I'm kind of, I like having new tires on my bikes, so I am going to replace the tires on that 500. Yeah. But the problem is Good. that that there's such a variance between tires, uh, how sticky tires are just between brand new tires. So you go from that zero with those uh, Rosa. Rosa uh, courses. Yeah, those yeah. things are fantastic. And then you go to something new, like a, like just say like a Metzler 880. I mean, there's a big
0: difference between your Metzler 880 and those Rosas. Well, I mean, let's qualify that and say that a Metzler 880 is a tire from the early 80s. Right, but I'm saying if you're... Everybody r- knows the Metzler it has the,
4: the, the rubber and the, the material technology of, of that of the 80s.
8: So I actually have a pair of those upstairs just waiting to go on a bike. They're brand new. <laughs> yeah. They still have the tits on them.
0: Yeah. They're brand new, but they're 40 years old.
8: Yeah, if you want to put those on your 500 uh, grumpy store guy, you're more than welcome. And that's and they'll never wear out. <laughs> <laughs> honestly,
0: I've ridden with Steve, he's safe. Yeah, right. The, uh, but yeah, what do we know? Anybody who rides vintage motorcycles knows that if you want a, a tire for your bike, Metzler, the, the Metzler ME880 has been around forever. It was the first chevron based sexy cool rain tire that they made and they've never stopped making them (laughs) i mean it's bizarre but i watched that tire go from being cutting edge technology to being the best evidence ever of an old white man is (laughs) the Metzler me 880 that's that's he he
4: still get it it,
5: white walls
0: (gasps) (laughs) i'm i'm certain of it (laughs) but you can only buy it from guys who sell amsoil (laughs) <laughs> Man, you're killing me, Phil. You're killing me.
4: <laughs> hey, he gives you props that you don't need to be uh, to fretted over. That you can you can ride whether it's a uh, old ancient wooden wheel or or, or not. So I, I do get a little
5: crazy on the zero, though. I must say that that's the only bike that I really like. I split lanes. I just like I'm. I turn into. They're
4: so fun.
5: Not, so. They are fun. They're just
0: stupid fun. The. Uh, yeah.
4: They're there Google
0: machines, that's for sure. So, did
4: you, <laughs>
0: raise your hand if you did your homework for the podcast today. All right, good, nice to see. We got some people that did their homework. Oh wait, okay. So there's there's a big a big five spoke alloy wheel with oh. Methyl 880s on it. <laughs> that was funny. I didn't
8: know. What's on my ascot, Steve? So
0: that's got to be an eighty three, right? No, what is it? Eighty three? Yeah, probably eighty three. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't think you could put Messler 880s on anything that wasn't a BMW. It's hard to read the number because there's so many cracks in the sidewall.
5: <laughs> and, and all the bearings, all the ball bearings are falling out on top of the tires so, from the headset. And uh, Dennis wants
0: to kill me with that bike. <laughs> so, okay, so who would like to volunteer for their for their homework for the podcast tonight? We asked folks to come up with Christmas presents, Um, not that they would think about giving to other people, because fuck you, Um, for themselves, like for gifts for us, like, you know, a gift that you might like. So uh, I gave I gave them a bunch of categories. I gave them a gift under one. I gave them a gift under five thousand dollars. And then I gave them a gift under twenty five thousand dollars. Um, the bonus was a stocking stuffer, which is anything under 20 bucks. All right. So, uh, would anybody? we like had fun to- with this in my family. Yeah, I'm, sh-
8: I'm sure you did. I, I did it with the whole family at the dinner table. Everybody was like, Oh, all right. it was
0: a good time. A, I mean, it's actually <laughs> a pretty fun exercise. So anybody have a gift? Uh, I ready? like
8: Pe- Peggy's, uh, Pe- Peggy's pick for the 100 was she wanted a seafood tower.
3: A a tower of
8: seafood. A
0: seafood tower.
8: (laughs) A seafood tower. (laughs) I'm like... Great idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's an excellent
8: idea. (laughs) Because you know what? Grandma was just like, give me the money. I know we were... (laughs) We just wanted the cash, right? (laughs) No. What? Like I got my dealer on the corner. <laughs> just give me I never could even imagine what, like twenty five thousand dollars twenty five thousand dollars I would buy a mansion
9: <laughs>
6: <Aww>.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought throwing a twenty five thousand dollars gift in there would be fun, you know <laughs> just just to be stupid, you know <laughs> so uh, anyone, else anyone else have a hundred dollar anyone else have a hundred dollar gift other than a seafood tower? Nice set of gloves. mm-hmm.
8: Yeah. But that's actually, a tech, that's something after this I want to talk with you guys about. Okay.
1: There's there's just not that much under $100 as far as motorcycle accessories go. Yeah. So under $500, what I would like to have is like a, an e-bike kit for my mountain bike.
0: Ooh, that's a good idea. So and you mean like one of those hub motors that you can put into your bicycle? And yeah, either
1: a hub or a bicycle? Or One of the mid drives more a wizard motor
0: don't say wizard. you're going to attract the old white men
1: well thinking about that got me thinking about it adapting one of those hub drives to like one of the small honda motorcycles and make it a hybrid
0: oh that's a good idea actually that's a really good idea mm-hmm.
2: yeah
4: for hundred dollars you can get heated grips and those are amazingly brilliant on any machine at any time yeah
0: totally Ever- agree yeah, the difference between heated grips and not heated grips is a person that walks upright versus a person that plays with their tail all day. Well,
8: that, that's my question is, I have these gerbings, yep. and they have the cords, the one cord that yes. comes that's to that. this.
4: That's too complicated, dude.
8: Yeah, this is all I have. Right. But <laughs> I don't have anything else, and I'm not buying anything else because these were fucking free. Right. So I think I'm going to cut this off No. Nope. and just... Oh. just buy the be- just buy
0: the other end for it. That would cost money. No, I'm going to I'm going to okay. save you talking to. I'm going to save you some money, I'm going to save you some time. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Look at the tag inside the Gerbering gloves. It'll tell you what the wattage voltage. and voltage is. Okay? Okay. So, look in there and find out what the voltage is, the nominal voltage for those gloves. It says okay. use 12 volts only. Perfect. That's what I was hoping for. Really? So 12 volts is your moneymaker. That's the whole world is 12 volts, right? R- right. So 12 volts is what you want. So what you're going to do is you're going to take that fixture off the end. Yeah. using yeah. Dandy dykes, right? Um, or your, we call them at my shop, we call them Liza's. And you drop <laughs> the end off. And then you take that and you put on the SAE connectors, the SAE connectors that we that we have at my shop, hundreds of them, right? Make it longer.
5: Don't cut it longer. <laughs> <laughs> <Almost> like, <laughs> I could no splice that much. Right. I could splice that much back together? charger, because now you can do that, right?
4: Exactly.
0: So I could use if that you, under my BMW if you want to put exact. But if you want to put uh, SAE connectors on there, you put SAE connectors on there. The SAE connectors are polarized, so you can't possibly fuck it up too badly. And then your power supply for 12 volts. So 12 volts is actually really super easy to do. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So
0: Now you can decide whether you want to use something as stupid as like an Amazon $12 battery bank, like a a charger that you would use for cell phones and stuff like that. Or you could use a Dewalt drill battery or a Makita drill battery, something you might already have in your world. But here's the crazy thing: is those things are set to run at an optimum voltage of 12 volts. They will run beautifully on six. So you can get. I can literally
8: battery. get. I can yeah. get a hundred of these,
0: <laughs> which like is a
8: 12 you just volt battery. Get one
4: of those silly little nine volt batteries, and put it in your pocket. Exactly. Bill, I mean, if you want, if, yeah, if you just, one of the, you know, some old electronics that you have, that you have the piece, cut that off, splice it onto your gloves, and then you can put a nine bolt, and it's super light, like you're not fucking around, and it'll go for any of your bikes, right?
0: But honestly, John's the big guy. You see that thing he's holding in his hand, he could have one of those in each pocket and get away with it. One for each glove. Yeah, one for each glove. I, and they would you know, listen. I have my
4: my viewpoints and my filters. <laughs> so this is a
8: four amp hour battery. I wonder how long it will work.
0: If, uh, well, so if you're if you're on those those gloves, <laughs> if that's a twelve volt battery, and it's a twelve volt battery, and those gloves are pulling it probably. If they're super thirsty, they're probably pulling it around two hundred and fifty watts. Uh-huh. So the law is going to tell you that that battery is going to last for about eight hours. So that's good. Uh,
4: Okay, so then what about the idea of of utilizing uh, the USB to, you know, the the thing that um, is the battery maintainer? So I have one of those, and I have an adapter for USB, and then you can get a USB cord now that's like 20 feet long for nickels. And use that, attach the the difference, and your gloves are going to be great.
0: If you don't have a battery tender lead on your motorcycle, you should put a battery tender lead on your motorcycle. because the So
4: why mess with anything else? Yeah,
0: the connector at the end of it is an SAE connector. And the only people that make fun of an SAE connector are BMW and Ducati assholes because they have <laughs> a slightly different connector, right? But yours is better, I promise you. Um, the SAE connector can be used for anything, and I have them on all of my vehicles because you can plug it. Is this rip on me
5: tonight? Is it just rip on me all night? <laughs> <laughs> and soil. BMW, asshole. <laughs> um, okay. You're Can a girl,
8: you know, exactly. asshole. You
4: know what? Steve, grumpy sewer guy, you might appreciate this because I think you, you do also all sort of appreciate um, energy efficiency. <laughs> And what maybe Johnny Mac wants to do, too, if you want to go a little more extravagant, is you have your SAE, you have your USB, you have your gloves, but then again, you can do an auxiliary that has the solar panel that also has the USB nowadays, which is, to use Emma term, cheapest chips nowadays. Like, I literally have a lantern that is about that thick,
0: <laughs> yeah. you're saying that's that's 12 inches right
4: 12 inches <laughs> and it, it i never have to charge my my lantern
0: right
8: and
4: to put that on the front do, do you i have to worry, worry
8: about again, polarity yeah that it doesn't one matter one. Which,
0: what well, no because but,
4: i mean polarity is not going to be something any i mean what?
0: the gloves are dc it's so the gloves—it's a resistive load, so yeah. there's an Resist- diode involved in it. So, so. so polarity doesn't matter.
4: You're not gonna—you won't fuck that up.
5: Yeah.
8: So I, so- I soaked my
0: hands in ice water.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I recommend? A little bit of series and a lot of parallel. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You put the gloves on first, and then do that. Right. am no. not gonna do that. I hooked it up.
8: If he puts the They're gloves hooked on to a battery.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, they're on fire! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're burning hands over here. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if they warm up. They're way too small for me. Oh, they're getting warm already.
8: Yeah.
4: Oh, nice. nice. Yeah,
0: because your supply of amperage coming out of that battery is so much greater then any power controller would have been for those because it probably would have had a variable power controller on it.
8: I think they actually make a cord that doesn't even have a controller. You can hook it right to your battery, plug it right into these gloves and let them go full tilt all the time.
4: So having a friend who has scars all over his body from heated gear that did not have a controller, I highly recommend (laughs) you regulate your amperage.
8: That's well, you'd have thought maybe I'd have maybe thought about putting a fuse in there somewhere, too. That, does he look like a waffle?
0: Does, does he just look like a circuit board? Does he look like... <laughs> <laughs> like
4: where all of the heating pads are, there are these scars.
2: <laughs> He's like, I'm, cool. uh-huh. I'm into scarification, man.
0: It took me I a long I understand, like, putting the frog...
4: tattoos.
0: Yeah. I understand, like, the putting the frog in the bottle. Yeah. The thing of water and turning the heat up, and the frog doesn't realize the heat's going up.
4: Yeah, so frog... yeah, that's actually exactly what happens. He's, He's not a he... frog. Is no, a no, hot dog I mean, it's on the exactly ground. what happens when you're in cold weather.
0: No, no, I have a heated blanket. I have a heated mattress pad. When it gets too hot, I'm out. Hmm.
8: I feel like the right one's hotter than the left one. There's a reason for that. <laughs> <I don't laughs> believe me, though. <laughs> But I
0: thought well, maybe a, a <laughs> Okay. Does anybody else have a hundred dollar gift other than John's broke ass gloves?
6: I, I was well. Actually, I had the question of, of a few episodes before about the, uh, the like the Bluetooth communication stuff. And they're closer on there. I mean, they're not the greatest, but if you're just talking to your passenger, that's kind of yeah, yeah close enough. So, uh, my experience with uh, multiple uh, tours
4: with lots and lots of different people that you know even just like that was the only time that I've gone riding with them the right out we have like tours for like the kids uh santa drops we have like the kilt tour and things like that um to avoid the frustration of having your unit not work and function with um others then uh, I recommend you're going to probably going to go a little bit above the $100 yeah. so. Yeah. So um, the the new mesh technology is very, very easy. It's very easy. And then right. there's um, you know, center to center where you literally just shake the tube. Yep. And some people don't get that and they don't get the like, okay, you shake the tube, but you still have to wait for them to connect. <laughs> <laughs> Which does, you know, they have to communicate and then they have to check and then regulate and okay, wavelength. Like, mm-hmm. So but um yeah, that should be a I would flash. say double,
0: double your <laughs> budget. Hey, Bex, yeah. um, would you say that if if you're gonna if you're gonna use your unit for multiple partners, you should probably spend more than a hundred bucks?
4: I uh, I would highly recommend <laughs> going for a quality unit if you're exploring uh sharing that that experience with
0: multiple,
4: multiple partners, yeah,
0: multiple partners yeah yeah now, now if you've taken
2: a load on your Janus and and you're trying <laughs> to contact anybody is that something well, that ho-
6: hopefully you're not sharing that experience with multiple people at the same time because that's my concern
2: because like if you're you know if you're going to share the load on the Janus then you might <laughs> want to be able to communicate <laughs> about oh, like so not it I can <laughs> lead,
5: lead to a prolapse Janus yeah <laughs> <laughs> you never want that to happen. No.
8: There is the there is gift idea, Bill. When you uh, performed the service on it, did you give the Janus a colonoscopy?
0: No, no, I I, I didn't because uh, again I don't I don't recommend that for any Janus that's less than fifty years old. Oh, okay. That is
4: fantastic okay. under one hundred dollar gift. Yes. And and uh, uh oscilloscope.
2: Oh, Those super. are
4: fantastically
2: helpful. Horoscope, you mean like the, like the board, yeah, like the little
4: the.
6: the, the, oh, so the, the a horoscope, horoscope, yeah. The camera one, you the can camera stick, one, you can a stick one. it. In a a camera
4: way. one, and then it broadcasts to a, a whatever your your Bluetooth to right.
0: yeah
4: like your phone you, or your you, computer. Bluetooth,
0: Bluetooth camera, Bluetooth cameras a really good idea.
4: Super helpful. And you could under hundred bucks.
2: You can inspect all the crevices of your genus with it.
4: You could.
8: <laughs> you can get into home veterinary medicine. <laughs> oh, gross. My wife just had a colonoscopy. The doctor said she had a nice ass. <laughs> I mean, he, he said she had a perfectly normal colon, but I took it to mean she had a nice ass. Well, g- g-
4: congrats on, on both parts. Yep, <laughs>
8: <laughs> it, 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 it,
2: didn't you send an email before and, and you were talking about the fact that like you said after the first inch it's like it's never been touched or seen <laughs> it's
6: like brand new <laughs> yeah
2: okay anyone else have a hundred dollar gift uh, no I don't have a hundred
8: no No. That one, the, the, I mean, the, just uh... think of all the things you can buy at Harbor Freight for a hundred bucks
5: yeah You know what? You took mine. Mine was a borescope, so
0: I mean, I I want to get a borescope. Borescopes a great idea. Borescopes fantastic.
2: I, you know what? I do have one. So I for uh, I'm gonna be doing my forks on my one GS850 this the next couple weeks, and I bought um, a tool that goes onto a three quarter inch drive, but it's it's a it's a tapered square basically, so it's like a pyramid with the top cut off, Mm -hmm. and it it works with like ninety percent of forks where you have to hold. You have to shove it down in there and it grabs the cartridge and it'll hold the cartridge so you can undo the bottom of the fork and then pull it out. That's a really but, good idea. Yeah, because a lot of people were always like taking like rebar and welding a nut, like two nuts to it and shit and yeah. shoving it This thing is like a thing where as long as you have an extension, a three quarters extension or something, you just pop it on that. That's,
0: and a, you... that's a really good idea. That actually is like... For multiple applications. Right. Yeah. That,
9: that
4: tool is a multi-partner tool. Very approved. Right. Not sure it what works about completely. also, um, another thing that I've enjoyed uh, that I didn't realize how oh, just beautiful it functions is the, um, like, a hose clamp tool. So instead of fucking around, yeah, where it holds it, it clamps it. You can do other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like a third arm that, that takes charge while you're exploring other things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> We call it the stranger. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the
8: stranger. <laughs> That's why you turn it around the other way.
0: <laughs>
4: Is that your left, Matt? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh,
0: Michael Fresh looks like Thanos over there. <laughs> 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 John's got a hot
4: <laughs> Changing Yeah, the I'm almost again. at a point...
8: I don't know how much longer I can keep these on. It's starting to actually get uncomfortably and hot. Now. But you know, oh, yeah. what? I, was I was waiting for the moment
0: when <laughs> you had to touch yourself. I was
9: going
2: to say, like, I really wish I would have had those at every physical to give to the nurse first and have her slide them on for a few minutes and then.
9: <laughs> uh,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. It's a chilly in here. Maybe if you warmed up some gloves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I brought these gloves for you. Please try them on. Just. Exactly. Yes. I mean,
8: I've got a story about that. I'm sure you do. Uh, it was a. I went to the doctor and, you know, it's like, it's freezing cold and I've got a cinched up sack. And she's sure. trying to dig my nuts out. And I'm like, Jesus, like, can I get a fucking heating pad or something? Like, you're not, I mean, let me, I'm like, it wasn't happening. You're know, oh, I- full for going
6: commando, man. That, that's, you shouldn't have done that. I mean, it would have been fine, but I'm, you know. But I, I would
2: say for medical inspections, we're still all outside. The ladies have to get people going in things and stuff. You know, like that's got to be a whole different experience. I like
8: the lady urologist I went to. You know, I you know like normally you have to change into a gown. Yeah, she's like, no, just pull your pants down. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were nice and warm. Nice. It was, that was preferable. I didn't stand there in a gown and have them freeze my nuts off. Then I have her try to check them. And then she dip-checked my ass. She made me climb up on the table with my pants around my ankles that lay on your side. I feel like a little fawn on ice. I'm like, I can't get up on the table. I'm like, why am I laying on the table on my side? Next thing you know, whoop, I'm like, ooh. And then I fell in love with her. I'm like... But say, John, do you understand how many times you've done
2: that to other people and now you know what it's like? When are when are we going to do this
4: again? <laughs> and Chris doesn't chime in over on this one. He's like, "Huh?
7: No. Hey, you want to hear a joke?
8: Can yeah. I make my next
7: Can we
4: have a joke? We haven't had a joke in a while.
7: <laughs> so, at the nursing home, 295-year-old women are are sitting in their rockers out on the front porch. And the first lady says to the second lady, So, do you ever get horny anymore? Second lady looks at the first one and says, Yeah, I sure do. First one says, Well, what do you do about it? And the second one says, Well, I just suck on a lifesaver. The first one's sitting there (laughs) thinking about it. And she says, Well, who drives you to the beach?
2: <laughs> wow. Here's 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 one here's a joke but I'll credit Next this joke I'll, I'll credit this to Liza because she posted it today. Uh, what is what is fifty lesbians and fifty uh, government officials all in a room? What do you call that? A hundred people that don't do dick. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 mm, unfortunately.
7: <laughs> all right so so a doctor do and that actually one? that's
4: not very accurate just to let you know
7: <laughs> right That's, that's
4: <laughs>
7: this is true <laughs> all right here's another one you want to hear another one so a guy's driving down the road and he uh he sees the the blue lights in the, his mirror he has to pull over and a cop walks up to the the door and says where are you going so fast he says i got to get to the hospital i'm a doctor the guy starts writing out the ticket and says, Yeah, well, what kind of doctor are you? He says, Well, I'm a rectal spreader. I said, what the hell's a rectal spreader? And he says, Well, I have the people get up on the table on all fours, and I put one finger in, they start moving it around. They put a second finger in, I start pulling it apart. Before you know it, I can get both hands in there and start pulling it apart. Before you knew it, I can get that thing eight feet apart. <laughs> so so the cop hands him the ticket and says, Well, what do you do with a, or excuse me, I can get that thing six feet apart. And the cop says, well, what do you do with a six foot asshole? And the guy says, Well, I give him a, uh, a radar gun, I put him on an overpass.
9: <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun.
8: Yeah, <laughs> I'm also going to use that one tomorrow. Yeah. Next time I see a cop,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do you do with a six foot asshole? Well, usually I make him a state trooper. <laughs>
8: <laughs> it's official. I can't wear the gloves. They got
0: too hot. They got too hot. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm, yeah, I'm going to recommend for that is drop your voltage. Like, go down to like a, a Dewalt battery or Milwaukee battery.
3: Well, I can
8: put a switch on it too. You could heat them up and then turn them off and heat them up. Yeah.
4: What is off. the the multivolt? What? Um, huh? There's a term. I, I, okay, so Rio when set. I fix things, a potentiometer,
0: I don't know what, a potentiometer what? or a rheostat. Potentiometer.
4: State. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Potentiometer.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. So then the potentiometer will get hot instead of your gloves getting hot.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, put the okay. Just put the I potential in another part of your body if you
4: want to get more. <laughs> if, if you ever take them apart, it has like a bunch of circle metal thing or metal that's like, yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Like a heatsink.
8: Yeah, if you have the RSC yeah. race cars, they have you could see it in the little trigger
0: thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, old, well, it's, it's Also, the gas. Age, oh, yeah. the gas gauges in most motorcycles. Like if you have awesome.
2: the nineteen eighty six frog. Beatrice <laughs> is
4: definitely doing something behind you, darling.
0: Oh, yeah. No, she's sneaking. She's a sneak. She's <laughs> <laughs> there on the dashboard of the Millennium Falcon.
6: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cocky, down. kid.
0: <laughs> uh, anybody come up with a gift under $5,000? Huh? Chris Smith. Chris Smith, was your gift under $5,000?
7: You know what? Uh, since we did podcasts, it had to have been like five years ago. I always wanted to do the postie challenge, which is fly to Australia, and then you uh, get on this tour. You have to buy one of these postie bikes, and then you ride across Australia with all these other monkeys, and then uh, at at the end of it, you just donate your bike to be sold um, to raise money for the homeless sewer guys
0: that are over there that uh, (laughs) – Plenty of but
7: no I've always plenty. wanted to do the uh, do the posty challenge down in Australia.
0: And the posty bike challenge is a Honda CT 110. So, oh, okay. huh. yeah. so they're all CT 110s. So you start with a dilapidated CT 110, and then you get to make it better. You get to make it into your perfect bike. Um So there's the posty bike challenge in Australia. There's a tuck tuck challenge in India. So you, and they're both the same concept is you go there, you buy the bike, you do the trip. And they have a van that follows you around with beer and steaks and good stuff like that.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm an idiot of heaven. That's fantastic.
8: Mm-hmm. My, uh, my $500 one was a, a helmet. I needed a helmet for like 10 years. <laughs> you, do. Yeah, you do. I could totally use a helmet. Yeah. I forget what, what Peggy's $5,000 one. It was interesting as well. What size helmet would one wear with a head like yours? At least a triple X. Okay. The biggest one I can find. Yeah.
4: Mine's the smallest one I can find. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> that's Unfortunately,
4: Unfortunately <laughs> children's size, they just aren't long enough. Like, I'm just like this tiny head, but I'm not a child's head. It's very bizarre.
2: You're one of the few people that wears a stocking cap to fit your helmet. (laughs) You have to put that on first and then.
4: Yeah, so my first helmet back in my GZ250 days, my first helmet was also, I I bought with the bike and it was a man's large. And I wore a beanie and another beanie with a pom pom to keep (laughs) my helmet on. (laughs) <laughs> and I'd go up Highway 1 and I'd finally get up, I'm like full, wide open, like wide fucking open get up the hill and i get to go down the hill on one, and I'd tuck, 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 and it would just be choking me because it was catching all the air it could possibly
3: Bling up.
4: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it was, it was just, just don't pass out just don't pass out, you're fine <laughs> but Johnny Johnny Mack right? No, Frosty. You're Frosty now?
8: Yeah.
4: Okay, Frosty.
8: Have you <laughs> uh, heard of
4: MIPS?
8: I've been doing Christmas things. Christmas things.
4: Chris, Christmas things. Oh, yeah, we, we I don't even get to Christmas Carol right now. We have tonight at midnight, we have a three-week shutdown. Meh. But, um, Ooh. so, have you heard of the MIPS technology? Yep.
0: yep. Yeah, yes? we, we talked about it on a podcast about I don't know. My helmet is uh, my helmet's a MIPS, so I've got a I've got the cheapest MIPS you can buy. I've got ah. a I've got a Bell Qualifier Deluxe, and the Bell Qualifier Deluxe is um, their standard helmet, but it has MIPS uh, a MIPS basket in it, and it also has the uh, uh, transitions visor that changes colors, and it is already oh, no. set up for a communicator. So it's yeah. the difference. And I think Oscar just got one of those too, didn't you? So yeah. Oscar just picked up the Isle of Man version of the MIPS helmet. So he got the Isle of Man version. Aww. And uh, yeah, they're cool. I mean, the MIPS, the whole idea behind the MIPS is to let your head move. So, you know, when you have that violent incident,
3: yes.
0: it's better to have a little bit of rotational, a little twist. Right. And let there be just a little bit of twist as opposed to your head versus an inch and a half of polystyrene. Doing <laughs> the whole twist. Yeah. Right. So, like, just kind of like go with it, just a little bit. Yeah. The whole thing is just like if you can imagine how much better it is to be a willow tree or a palm tree than it is to be a mighty oak. Um. Yeah. Those the willow trees and the palm trees survive virtually everything.
4: When it comes to your brain and by the way that's uh, neuroscience is my bachelors um, yeah. when it comes to your brain the <laughs> and it's appropriate I played football in high school and I definitely am appreciative that the MIPS technology is now um, more prolific throughout the sports industry it's strange that, that Bell is the only manufacturer of MIPS technology for us motorcyclists but regardless the The idea of having your brain, because it is in its own fluid sac, yeah. but to to allow that fluid sac to do its impact, comfort, and uh, to to like it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you can find the uh, uh, triple X. You said.
0: Well, okay. So our friend Johnny Mac here. Spent many years of his life wearing a non-MIPS football helmet. Yeah,
8: the helmets that we had were—I don't know—they they had cellular. They had like pockets in them, so yeah. they were little blocks filled with foam. Yep, embedded in pr- in plastic. You know. Oh yeah, you
4: when you it had it. hair, it, it would like imprint this lovely yeah. funky yeah design. It was it was lovely.
8: Love yeah. yeah, but I just remember after games not being able to speak. <laughs> and oh. not being able to feel my tongue and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, why I am, how I am. <laughs> well, how you are is quite lovely, darling. Thank you. Least,
4: I appreciate.
2: At least right. at right. point, you're down. Oh, I'm. I've been struggling with this for fifty years. <laughs> I don't know where I went wrong. So anyway, I'm, I'm warming up
0: my left hand.
4: You're gonna get some practice, right? There do a provision. Christmas
0: present that's less than five thousand dollars. Yeah, I like a. I want a FLIR
5: thermal camera for my motorcycle.
4: Oh yeah. Ooh. But you can that's use cool. it for your turkey too.
5: Yeah, I'm just saying. I want one of those that they warn you, like if a deer is out in front of you or whatever, and they make them, so they're under five thousand bucks. Wow and you don't have to take apart a Cadillacs dashboard to get that no I mean it's uh, I mean you can buy the small cameras are like I mean I have one at home right now that's this big yeah but uh, the uh, update rates really slow but the, the can't and those are only 400 bucks but the the, the motorcycle ones are like a few thousand. Wow, well, oh, that's but, cool. But they give you a good thermal image of what's in front of you, and they have a higher de- uh, pixel density. So I mean, so you can I, see
0: things like, you know, deer and and people. Right, right. And I, I think it's a,
4: in your helmet.
0: Does it detect? No, it's, it's actually they don't have that
5: yet. Mm-hmm. Which I can't wait till that comes out because it would be nice to have like a. An overlay where you could see, like, so you can just look through your helmet and see what's coming up. But this is like a... Haven't they been working to on to some, some heads-up technology, technology for helmets?
4: Yes. Yes. And actually, I think that the clear technology for a helmet visor yeah. is, it, it exists. I don't know how... Um...
5: No, it's supposed to exist for the company that fucked everybody out of their money.
2: Yeah, that's the one, right. The H-
5: H- v- helmet, yeah. Oh, it was a startup, you know, like whatever, a crowdsourcing thing, and yeah. they spent all their money on whores. <laughs> so instead of spending it on fleers, they
0: spend it on whores. Well,
3: Oscar.
0: I guess that's hot. Yes. Oscar has uh, Oscar has one of the very first ever rear view vision cameras or helmets.
6: With 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 the uh, mirrors, the, so, the review yeah.
0: One like the first time I saw Oscar, Oscar's wearing this helmet. It looks like he came out of Starship Trippers or Battlestar Galactica <laughs> or whatever. He's riding a motor scooter from the you know the 70s <laughs> that is that is like back wheel to That's a weird <laughs> <bike. thing laughs> fantastic. This
4: bike,
3: this, bike
0: this bike is janky as fuck. We're in Tijuana, Mexico, the whole deal. And here comes this cat riding this vintage bike, but meanwhile, he's got this helmet on that seriously you know, mirrored out baller looking thing. And he's like, Well, it's a it's a rear view. So it's a rear view. What's the is it called a review? It's a re review. I think that yeah. a yeah, right. so, so Oscar's like, try it on. So I grab this thing and I put it on my melon. And if I look up like I'm glancing up like I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember something, you know? If I look up like I'm trying to remember something, I can see exactly what's behind me. Not uh-huh. not what's behind me off to the left or off to the right. It's dead on behind me. Whoa. Okay. We are motorcycle people. We are used to a side view and a side view. Yeah. The idea of being able to see a centipede crawling up the middle of my back (laughs) is so weird, especially when it's directly straight up. You're up the Janus jokes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The first time I put the thing on, I nearly fell over because I couldn't stop looking at it. So it's got this little... This little screen mirror, it a little it's, mirror. it's just a uh, uh, what? Do, what do you call it, Oscar? It's a. Um, it,
6: it just has a bunch of mirrors inside on the top yeah. of the of the helmet. It has a the like a rear window. Yeah, it's like, like a, like a helmet. So the mirror just that. on top of it just reflects all the way to the back. It is. Sure, it sounds it kind of like periscope. Like a, you're right, like a periscope from your set back. Up
4: at angles to direct to the mirror in front of you. Right. Right. So in a car you can
6: adjust to like tilt it and you just
0: and there's no batteries there's no electricity involved there's nothing
2: yeah Yeah. well at night if somebody like so at night you're right and there's a guy with the headlights on does that just blind your ass like is
6: it no it's it's kind of tinted in the back so it's not it's it's it doesn't blind you i mean
0: considering how how amazing it is and it has no electricity and no moving parts aside from just adjusting the angle of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's pretty amazing, yeah.
6: Well,
4: I mean, it's similar to what centuries ago artists used to capture certain visuals and then kind of reproject them onto a canvas. It sounds mm-hmm. like that technology is what's being utilized, but putting it into this strip in a fucking motorcycle visor, <laughs> that's pretty badass. <laughs>
0: You know what? Legendary American statesman Ben Franklin was famous for looking in his neighbor's windows using such devices. <laughs> Look it up. So uh but yeah, ben. it's a, it's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a very interesting thing. So yeah, it's that's cool. Corset. Yeah, to do to do um a thermal imaging system on a motorcycle, that's that's crazy cool. cool. It is crazy cool. Yeah.
4: Um going uh, so I have a friend of mine who just got out of traction uh, three months from that rally. By the way, in Cambria, uh, it, so that's actually how the rally started. And the next day, it was followed by like a flat tire and then a fold tire. Anyway, it was an interesting, very eventful rally. Uh, it started with uh, a deer strike uh, with the third, the middle of three riders riding a night. Probably shouldn't have because there was no alcohol involved whatsoever Um, and no speed. This is the only person, the local sheriff actually, motorcyclist that the local sheriff has ever seen survive the 200 plus per year deer strikes in this area. He kept his bike up. Uh, I I went back the next morning. He kept his bike up over a quarter of a mile while he was pouring blood from the deer strike. Amazing. the The deer was a young buck, lost one of the antlers in the explosion of my friend's leg. and he ended up being able to get the the back end to hold his bike or um the guy behind him to hold his bike up, pulling blood, all of this stuff. And had he had a thermal no, like had any of those people prior, had a thermal indicator that, oh, besides just knowing that it's rutting season, you probably shouldn't be riding a night, but (laughs) like knowing that you're about to be hit by a deer, like that's invaluable for your life.
0: I mean, the best headlights headlights I have on any of my bikes, they go out maybe a hundred yards, maybe 200 yards tops. Right. And then it's nothing. It's blackness. And at 65, 75 miles an hour, you cover that like half a second. You know? Well,
4: in particular, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very quickly. And then usually they're not coming from that same direction as your headlights.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're jumping across the side trying to mate with me as I go by at 70 miles an hour.
4: <laughs> During running season, darling.
0: Exactly.
4: <laughs> Especially on your Gucci or your Ducati <laughs> with the lovely sounds they make. Ah, like, oh,
0: sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Anybody else got a sub $5,000 project or a sub $5,000 gift? Anyone?
2: Yeah. So I was, I, you know, my buddy, he bought one of the, uh, and they go on sale most of the time at Harbor Freight. They're like 250 to 350 bucks, but one of the shitty motorcycle stands. Right. Yeah. And he did like a $40 mod to it to help it. So it doesn't like fall apart or, you know, whatever. But I have to admit, like I've never had an actual stand. I've always had like pit bull stands or whatever, but I've never, and like, I realize how much nicer it is to have that bike three feet off the ground or two and a half feet off the ground just so like your, your eyeballs are where you want to be working or even just even if it's a motorcycle stand like I took my snowblower to his house to fix because I got sick of laying on the ground trying to get to different parts you put it up on the standard thing so I mean like if you got a few hundred extra bucks laying around that Harbor Freight motor, I mean obviously there's better ones out there and if you can afford them congratulations but for a minimal investment 250 350 bucks that's a that's a pretty nice machine like a pretty nice addition
0: and and to let you guys know i know plenty of people who put really big stupid harley davidsons up on those harley those uh, harbor freight lifts those red or yellow harbor freight lifts and i i'm telling you those things are rated to 900 pounds chinese and like 900 pounds Chinese is like 750 American. So when you are doing that, I've seen videos of guys hoisting up giant FLHs on these $300 Harbor Freight lifts. Now it's shocking to me that they get away with it, but they do. Um, just be aware of what you're up to, but they are fantastic. It is the most fun you can have for 300 bucks getting your bike in the air. That being said, if you double that and go to six or seven hundred bucks, Kendon and other companies make ones that work really fucking good. Oh yeah, and are safer. Yeah. So um, if you guys want, I can turn you on to a couple of different lifts that are under seven hundred bucks that um, they'll they, they can do it because the Harbor Freight one, the way it works is it's a big parallelogram, mm-hmm. so it starts out flat and then it becomes a parallelogram so that your center of mass actually goes higher and more towards the, the good side of the spectrum and the good side of the square but as it gets lower it shifts forward and that's where most of the accidents happen is if you get it to the fully erect point not a problem it's when it's becoming less erect that things go sideways real fast and it's also that, less that, erect <laughs> would that be flaccid no less erect
4: Version of the whole situation.
0: <laughs> yes. So but here's where we've seen this and we have had this happen to our customers as well Is when you're trying to get funky with it and you're trying to get jiggy with it Like the front wheel is in the world's worst wheel clamp So take that thing away and put a wheel chalk on it like a proper safety wheel chalk And a couple ratchet straps bingo people try to change, yeah when people try to change a rear tire on those or change a front tire on those and the weight shifts on the bike suddenly that's when stuff gets dangerous and people get hurt so yeah be aware of that they do work and it's amazing like
1: to put a, a little scissor lift under the bike on the on the lift and just bring it up under the frame and it's you yeah, barely needs those are cheap
0: or get an old jack yeah
4: and those will uh, those will help too when you're doing micro adjustments to to rebalance the bike
0: oh sometimes with those lifts it's really easy you can set the wheel where you want the wheel to be and you yeah. can set the swing arm where you want the swing arm to be and if you have that little scissors jack you can just give it a quarter turn, a half an inch, and all the holes will line up magically. And it is so much better to have the holes line up that way than to have to buy her six or seven beers. It's way easier go <laughs> in the way they're supposed to. Yeah. So there's that. Okay, <laughs> anyone else got any big gift ideas? I need a new garage. I'd like a
2: hot tub. Your, your $25,000 one, I was like, oh, man, I could have a new garage with an actual paint booth in it. And a heat device and places for all
0: the bikes and yeah, that'd be I was wondering if anybody was gonna take the bite, take the bait on that twenty-five thousand dollar gift idea. Yeah. Because the twenty-five thousand dollar gift idea, everyone's going like, Oh, do I want a BMW or do I want a Harley or do I want a Ducati? No, dude, get a garage. Yeah. For twenty-five grand, you can get a garage you can live in. Yeah. I was thinking I wanted five acres mm,
8: of wood. a garage on
6: perfect yeah um,
4: I I I would really really like a very large scale metal 3d printer for oh, 25 okay. grand maybe next year probably yeah. right now it's about 65 grand but right. maybe next year it'll be about 25 grand yeah. I want I want to be able to produce larger,
2: pieces of 3D printed metal or carbon fiber even pieces. Well, as uh when we were shooting then I could
4: start a business and then I could buy a garage and then I could buy the five acres <laughs> right. and then I could buy my Ducati
2: and I think I think you need a little more though because our, our buddy Fernando that was helping us shoot on Tuesday, he worked for a place where they have a $500,000 Hewlett Packard uh 3D printer. And Mm -hmm. it can print carbon fiber it can print all different kinds of stuff metal too but it's five hundred thousand dollars
4: at this point well can we can we take that to a magnitude of 10 or maybe
2: (laughs) at at this point the fantasy is whatever you want it to be so we'll take 10 christmases all at the same
5: time
4: yeah Yeah, can i do that
3: my son just built
5: a 3d printer with a, oh, really? a 27 by 27 bed. Okay. Uh, it does carbon fiber oh. for like two grand. Wow. Mm. Well, but he cool. built it himself. He bought all the, he sourced mm-hmm. all the parts. He sourced the trays, mm-hmm. sourced mm-hmm. all the other stuff. So that's I'm sorry cool. i out of focus, but I don't know what the hell's the matter with my camera. Focus, you fuck. I, you know focus. I focus. The fucking thing won't Is focus. Is this
4: person's name Mark and does he live in Washington? <laughs>
5: No, it's Pat, and he lives pretty much
8: uh, on my front porch.
4: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that's convenient.
8: Uh, I don't think my battery is very good because my gloves have grown cold. Yeah, they're not. They're not really hot much anymore. I think you've load tested
0: that battery.
8: Yeah, no. He's going to load test that glove later on. (laughs) <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh no! I might be load testing it
0: right now. You don't know. Oh, <laughs> Vax, look away! Look away! Yeah, I'm like I don't
8: see the
4: left hand Does anyone, does anyone else have a twenty five thousand
0: dollars Christmas present?
6: I, I definitely took the bait. I was I was looking at the, the SRF. I just fucking love you went it. SRF.
8: Yeah, <laughs> I was looking at bikes, but most bikes I believe in change on the
0: table. No, that's true. <laughs> and like with the SRF, you would too. Like, yeah. You know, we sold one the other day to a guy because of the discounts. We we managed to get some like weird, crazy demo discounts, and so we sold an SRF the other day for it's a normally a twenty two thousand dollar bike, and we mm-hmm. sold it for eighteen grand. So you know, brand new SRF, yeah. premium premium heated grips, six kilowatt charger, everything with eighteen miles on it, and we sold it for eighteen grand. So. You know, that's just like knowing how to play the zero game, like understanding when they sell stuff cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's just part of dealing with that company. The, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a funny thing because there's a federal tax credit that ends on December 31st. And that federal tax credit gets you 10% of the purchase price of an electric vehicle, but it also gets you 30% of the purchase price of any charging or storage accessories. So like you could stretch that to be like four grand on a bike and a charger, you know? Nice. So yeah, there's some weird stuff right now happening before that magically goes away. I you know, I don't if it does go away, I don't know if it's coming back.
4: Talk about caroling and bells singing for a Christmas present.
0: Yeah. Christmas. <laughs> That's it. Not much-
4: only do you have enough money to buy a five thousand dollar bike <laughs> if you're anticipating twenty-five thousand dollars.
3: Right. It's, yeah, it's you get two way. bikes.
4: You can have a petrol bike and you can have an electric bike, but then you also mm, come February or, or maybe June if your last few days cool about it. You get a few thousand dollars back so you can buy an old vintage project.
0: And, and yeah, and that's true. It's like, okay, you buy. Yeah, you, you're getting a $2,000 or $3,000 tax credit. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's not money, right? Uh, the other night, I drove the uh, Honda Helix home from the shop, the 1999 Honda Helix. My God, Steve, what am I looking at? It looks like...
9: i trying to get this
0: Inside thing to It's my rocks glass. That's your rocks glass? Oh, I thought I was I thought I thought was looking at somebody's rosebud. Yeah. The, uh- <clears throat> I don't want
5: to know
4: what that is, to be honest. You don't want to know what it is? Like, was- I, I don't... I, I played the game, what is it called? Um... Cards Against Humanity.
2: Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs>
4: that I learned that I, I can't unlearn, and I don't want to learn anymore, so I don't play that game.
2: Phil played that with his, what, 10-year-old
0: niece or something? <laughs> well, I played it I played it with uh, Jim Stark. I played it with Jake Stark. Oh, and shocking. Stark, Jake Stark, she was still underage by a lot. Shocking. Like, shocking. Shocking. Disturbing. Shocking. Yeah.
4: I know.
0: (laughs) Frightening. Like, and like, don't, I'm not putting the children of today down. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the youth of America. What I'm saying is, it made me blush because, one, I'm a guest in their house. I'm a guest there. I'm not going to be like, hey, let me roll out the hits. So I was going gentle because there was a juvenile in the room. So I'm pumping the brakes constant. Thank God. Yeah, and this 15, 16-year-old girl comes out and just is slaying it with big rubber dicks. And I'm just like, whoa. You don't on that. Because, like, your little offhanded comment could just say way too much about your backstory, you know? So, yeah, Yeah. nobody needs to know that, especially not, you know, a 16-year-old kid.
8: Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) My daughter was going to get this T-shirt for Peggy. It says... uh, I ba- I just baked you some shut the fuck up
0: cakes. I'm
8: like, <laughs> all right. All right.
0: I like that. I did listen to the NPR article that said the three top toys in America this year for Christmas all involve poo.
4: Oh yeah! Oh goodness! You're
0: so kidding? An Anal focused society right now.
2: No, have you seen the game that they're talking about? It's fucking awesome. It's what? You 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 <laughs> you roll you hit the plunger on the toilet. There's a toilet. You hit the plunger on it and a dice falls out. And whatever the number on the dice is, you have to plunge the toilet. And if you, if you, it randomly, if you get three plungers or whatever, a turd flies out the top of it and then whoever catches the turd, if, if the guy who plunges it catches it, it's cool. But if somebody else catches the turd who didn't plunge it, then that guy gets five points. And it's like, it's crazy. And it's all for like four-year-old kids to grab turds flying out of toilets.
3: <laughs>
4: we can we turn those into frogs at least, so that we, we don't training have training people? We're turning up adults into, you know, two spoons or like a two girls. I, I spoon think it, I whatever. think it was- that I cannot unsee, and I am very upset.
0: Are you saying about two girls, one cup? Oh, yeah. Yes,
2: something like that. It was very not okay.
0: Well, I mean, the company's German that produces it, and
2: I just figured they're just trying to make everybody German at that
5: point. Yeah. No, it's just like any, it's just like any German, German
0: porn. It's all fucked up. So, <laughs> It all starts normal. Everything starts normal. It's fun. I think
4: that's normal, right?
0: You, you roll into it, and you're just like, this is normal. This is fine. I know where this is going. There's rules to pornography. There's steps that we take. It's all fine. And then you discover it's German.
2: Yeah, the guys say <laughs> Gunter, get out, get out. If Gunter is involved in it, just leave, go somewhere else. You don't want that;
0: it's not good. You, there's just that thing, or you don't. You don't realize it. You're just watching it and you're enjoying some pornography. You don't think there's anything weird about it, and everything's normal. And then you realize the guy's got a bracelet on that says Audi. Be careful; <laughs> It's gonna get weird. Pigman. Oh, pigman! Oh. That's a great drinking game.
5: Macon, bacon, bacon. Where's making bacon? <laughs> what the hell is pig mania? We used to Where drink this
9: drinking game. Is this something do. that my, my.
4: Okay, so by the way, Thursday nights, I normally have uh, my game night with my super nerdy friends, and we have games. Is pigsty a game that I should introduce, or is that like kind of.
6: Pig mania? Come on, bank.
2: Dan is is
5: what what is the what is the premise roll of the, the game? pigs? You roll the pigs, and depending on the position of the pigs, it's like a, a dice game. So sure when, right? But are the are the pigs? You use it as them? a drinking game. It is. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a drinking. We always use it as a drinking game, but that.
2: <laughs> oh wait, that so the little pigs. that <laughs> you roll.
5: So when you roll the pigs, they end up fucking. Is that what happened? Oh, no, it's that's... Called bacon, 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 bacon. Bacon, bacon. Okay. Wow, okay. Good, good. This, this world's becoming the world of idiocracy. Oh, it is. 100%. Yes. seriously, like that turd game. It's like it's like that movie in that... The movie was in the movie of idiocracy. Butt. Or ass. Or whatever <laughs> yeah. it was. It's like... there it was two hours of an ass, and it didn't... Even, a word and then at the end he's like, I think I right, that ass will have a story and we will know why that ass was on the screen. <laughs> I mean, it's like this is what they, this is what our world's coming. I into. just like I love I
2: love when somebody bangs on his door and he goes, Go away, baiting. <laughs> <laughs> and all their clothes are sponsored. They don't have any clothes that aren't sponsored by a company. <laughs>
5: That, that movie is great, but it's oh, it's horrific. It's our world now. It's our world right now. Oh, when, when I when saw I... it, I was so repulsed. Wait, that one goes in
2: your mouth, and that one goes in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, so nobody else has a twenty-five thousand dollars gift. Oh, I, 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 fell for the same thing as Oscar. I was going. I said a gold wing, gold Yeah.
3: Oh, really? Goldwing, Yeah. Bye.
5: What's the matter with gold wings? I'm, oh, old, it's perfect for you, hand soil. I'm an old white piece
0: of crap. I, like, so, no, it's perfect for What's you. That? Do you want a moderate? You, feel
4: like you have the added bidet. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a little class for your ass.
5: No, I like the ones without the trunk. You want a DCT? No, I don't want a DCT. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, really... They, I mean, I have everything else, but and I sold all five of my gold wings right so I have no gold wings left
9: Aww.
5: You didn't even want to get that free silver wing. I wanted it, but you just like kind of my fault <laughs>
2: <laughs> I figured I figured 25 grand would go toward the compound for something. You
5: know? I think silver wings are actually
2: pretty
5: cool.: Oh, I love silver I mean I'd, I'll get, I'm looking for a GL650. Yeah, I
4: was impressed. I liked it. It wasn't so um, ostentatious, that well, it was mildly offensive, put it that way.
0: Mildly offensive? <laughs> the uh, you mean the the six hundred and fifty, the Silverwing?
4: The Silverwing. Mm-hmm.
0: Silverwing. Yeah, yeah. I I have no love, and I know this is a very unpopular opinion, but I have absolutely no love for any of the Moto Guzzi style transverse v-twin hondas um, no cx's no they're a-
4: just there's so it's not just not sexy it's unsexy
0: exactly it is no doubt. there's there's and they've tried they tried many of them there's the cl the g like the gl they've tried everything they can do with that sideways motor they they've tried doing it in the form of like a slight cruiser because there was the custom yeah, so they, they did the I don't like those, right? Yeah. But I mean, I'm sexy. I,
5: I look at it like, hey, I'm a 57 year old white guy. I'm unsexy, <laughs> and I and along with the rest of uh, Phil's laundry list of uh, of loser white guys.
4: So. <laughs> I do believe that you should hesitate it on hurts. putting other persons into that laundry list.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing is. You know, I, I've had an axe to grind against old white men for a very long time, mm-hmm. but I keep moving closer and closer to them, right? And that's well, you keep moving. The, the tough thing is
4: closer and closer to
9: them uh,
0: every, every day. If anybody were to follow me at work and see what I do for a living, you would understand that my day can be—I can have a hundred things to do, and I can do ninety-six of them, and then an old white guy shows up. And it grinds to a halt you know and so that's that's the tough thing for us you know the tough thing for me is the thing that I'm into and the thing that brings me so much joy unfortunately some guy will show up with a 55 inch waist a leather vest he bought 90 pounds lighter like you know a vest that has chains connecting it in the front because it can't connect in the front anymore on its own He has to have vest extensions.
2: And I I can't believe how they'll sneak up on you, man. We went one, I think it was me, Hoff and Smith. We went for a ride way out to fucking Geneva on the lake one day. And I was on my eight fifty. I just finished it like a week or two before. And we stopped at a gas station to get gas. And like, I, those guys were all waiting for me. And I'm sitting there and like, I'm filling the tank up. And this fucking guy snuck up on me. And all I heard was, I haven't seen one like that since 1986. And then I was stuck there for fucking 10 minutes, man. I was doing the best to get out, but there's nothing you could do. They're both like, where the fuck are you, dude? And I'm like, dude, I I got a barnacle stuck to me, and I can't get this fucking (laughs) off, man. It's fucking crazy. There's nothing. nothing, It's like all you have to have is a vintage bike that looks halfway decent, and it's like a fucking duck call. It's like these dudes just come out of – I don't even know where he came. I don't think he had a car. He He just fucking showed up. I was just asking questions and I was like, dude, it's a fucking bike. I got to go, man. Like they're going uh, uh,
8: uh, to, you're right. You
4: imagine being a female. I have short hair for a reason because I'm not interested in attention. I ride a motorcycle and I, while riding cross country, actually. I'm sorry.
8: Back. I wasn't paying attention.
2: you Wait, yeah. Let's go back to, you don't like a lot of attention. Let's go back three years to mid-Ohio when you had a tutu, a onesie, and a uniform run. Oh,
4: that was my, that's for Wonder Woman. Okay. Uh, that is for Wonder Woman.
0: <laughs> that's your own ego. At, at mid-Ohio, oh, at mid Ohio, we're all craving a little attention. Yeah. And honestly, at in- mid
4: Ohio, I I don't know how many hours I had slept in the few days that I took to travel across the country. Um, that was an experience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that at mid Ohio we're okay, not
4: overwhelmed, and enough. I am I'm I'm not typically overwhelmed with things, yeah. but. Whew,
0: I think at Mid Ohio we just turn our filters off. I think at Mid Ohio you just turn the filters off,
4: and you just, I, I, just <laughs> yes, okay. So, however,
0: however.
3: <laughs> we're seeing. I, okay,
4: that's what
5: happens I, when there's too I many do too,
4: I think I even uh, I think I try. I wore a cape.
5: <laughs> uh, I, I uh, mistook you for Cameron. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, the good thing about Mid-Ohio is there's usually a lot of accessories. You usually have a lot of accessories. Steve, so she
2: was way more masculine than Cameron. Come on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> should
0: have known. We <laughs> usually have a full costume closet with us at some point. So, what do you want? You want a Viking helmet? We have a Viking helmet. Would you like coconut? We have coconut broth. Do we have a leg. Helmet. If you need a leg, Phil has a leg. A
2: leg.
4: <laughs> oh good God. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: I'm I'm literally buying stuff right now for next year's Mid Ohio. Yes. oh Yeah. That's true. So yeah. Okay,
4: well, so next, so I, I have a big huge bike and I like have a different experience when people realize that I'm female. Yep. And that's kind of
0: I don't know. Just in. <laughs> I again. I can't ever pretend to understand your particular situation. All I can do is be like, "Damn, I'm glad that's not me." You know? Uh, because yeah, I don't. I don't really don't know if I can handle it. Is somebody running a electric device yeah. around the microphone? It sounds like somebody's vacuuming. That's oh. Bex, I killed it. So
2: hold on, Bex, somebody died at your house or something. Uh-oh, what's going on? Does oh, Bex I... have a ghost? Yeah.
6: Maybe, maybe the fan on the laptop is just...
2: Is the fan on... Does it's she have a hair purifier? I don't know, but now I can't unmute her. Uh-oh. Now she's stuck yeah, in maybe a... jump off.
9: Yes,
5: that's what happened. So, that's that's what happened. so much better. <laughs> 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 oh... Why can't I do that to my wife? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: no. Yeah, I can't unmute her. You're, now she's You're muted. Kidding You're kidding me. You're You're just, <laughs> unmute yourself. Back. Unmute yourself. There she goes. All right. <laughs> wait, did you? Hear vacuum her? cleaner go away? No, it's back. No, you have a vacuum cleaner running in the background.
0: Do you have a Roomba? Sanch, look
8: at your phone. (laughs) Did that work?
0: Okay, so the last column, the last category is $20 stocking stuffers. $20. $20 whole dollars. What do you want for $20? Chocolate. Impress me. Chocolate. That's good. Uh,
6: I do have on one of my helmets, but not on the other one. The, for reducing the fog on the, the pin lock. Mm-hmm. Yep. Inserts? Yep. Those yeah. are really good. And then 20 your
0: the life. Yeah. 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 That's solid. I like that. I'm a good fan. Anyone else got a $20 gift idea? Bag
1: yeah, 10 millimeter sockets.
0: <laughs> 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 All of them. <laughs> Here's a trick I'll bet you didn't know. If you go on Amazon or one of those other usual dirt bags, you can buy a set of nothing but 10 millimeter sockets and it'll have a quarter inch drive, regular 10 mil. It'll have a deep wall 10 mil. It'll have a 10 mil wobbly socket. It'll have a three 8 inch drive 10 mil. It's got the whole family of 10 millimeters and there's nothing on the stick that isn't a 10 millimeter. Everything's 10 millimeter and it's 10 millimeter that works with every different implement of destruction. So you can have like instantly all of your crimes of losing tools are forgiven by buying one thing. And it's all the 10 millimeters. Excellent. Get out of hell card. The get out of hell card. Exactly. It's i I'm not a shitty mechanic card. It's look at me. So when I found out you could buy them, I bought like five of them and I gave them to people because it's literally, I think I gave John one. Yeah. I,
5: thought, I thought you were saying I lost
8: them all. <laughs> I'm actually, Actually the one who has all the 10 millimeter sockets, right? (laughs) You're like the like
5: snow
0: miser or heat miser, but you're the 10 millimeter socket miser. (laughs) When I I reorganized my garage, the garage Mahal, I I started, you know, I put up slat wall. So instead of putting up pegboard, I went better and I hung up slat wall and I hung up slat wall and I started hanging all the wrenches. And as I went through my garage and started cleaning out my garage I have nine 13-millimeter wrenches. Ooh. Okay? You know, like regular, traditional, open-ended wrenches. I have nine 13-millimeter wrenches, but I have one 10-millimeter wrench. <laughs> <laughs> you won't lose anything that you could use a half-inch with,
8: too. Exactly <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. you so, so. Did you see the porcophone? The porcaphone. <laughs> yeah, that was what I sent you.
2: Oh no! I'm gonna put, yeah, hold on. So Max says we have to watch this.
8: Okay, I'm watching. Da, da, da. Oh no, volume! No volume! No.
2: Oh,
9: okay. Oh boy. Uh- <laughs> the <Don't cut him>.
3: public <laughs> <laughs>
9: <laughs> Happy
2: New Year. Ah, well done. Well done. That was, that was amazing. I've got that it's little so phone.
0: Oh. Uh, of, of course you have a fucking pig phone. thing. So the pig is a very auspicious animal when it comes to European cultures and New Year's Eve. Ah. In European yeah. cultures it's not uncommon to receive a pink Candy peppermint pig and a small hammer and if you take said small peppermint candied pig and smash it with a hammer, the more pieces are in the bag, the better luck you're going to have in the following year That's interesting yeah. That sounds like a really fun thing to do Smashing a, smashing a pig with a hammer is big fun Yeah
5: Absolutely. In Lakewood, all we do is get a lab monkey and light it on fire and throw it off the roof of a six story building
1: Oh, it's a new use for your Lewis bag.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad for this monkey. What happened to the monkey? <laughs> no, it was like the, We had this big joke going on, the Burning Monkey Fest. And so it was a big hoax we did every year. We got a bunch of bones. And then we had took pictures of this, this monkey like running around on a roof and then lighting it on fire and throwing it off the roof. And we called it the burning monkey fest. But then we'd leave a pile of burnt bones on the ground on a <laughs> sidewalk and people would find it. And then like Peter was going crazy. Everybody's going crazy. Cause there was this like pile of burnt bones on the sidewalk. But I mean, they weren't monkey bones. They were just like bones from like a, a chicken or something, you know? So it was like, so each year we'd be like, at twelve oh five, we're throwing the monkey off the roof, and so all these people would show up at like this building in the middle of downtown Lakewood, and then it would be like we take pictures of it, but it wasn't like it was already done, and the pile of monkey bones, burning, smoldering monkey bones, was on the ground, and everybody would freak out about it, and it's like it never happened, but it was fun. Look it up, Burning Monkey Festival. Burning Monkey Fest.
0: So Daniel go Crom- up oh, again. I, I, we mentioned last week, so this is my Lewis bag. We've all seen my Lewis bag. This is my Lewis bag. And on the Lewis bag, there is instructions. And the instructions on the Lewis bag actually show a picture of a, uh, a vintage mallet of sorts. Yeah. You see a picture on there of a mallet. Well, it just so happens that when my mom died and I went into her house, I found our family mallet. <laughs> and it turns out... This mallet is in fact the exact same mallet, identical mallet that's on the instructions for the Lewis bag. Wow. So this here mallet, it's not just my mom's, it was my great grandma's, all right? So this thing's been around the block once or twice, and it turns out there is nothing in the nothing better in the world for turning ice cubes into snow than this combination. Oh yeah. Um, If you have this combination right here, you'll... Yeah, John, you got it. If you've got these things right here, you will end up making the best snow cone you've ever had.
2: That mallet's also responsible for why you don't have 15 other
8: cousins. That's exactly how this... That's exactly what this mallet was built for. I made this in shop class because my dad would freeze gallons of water... And then we'd use this to smash the fuck out of them so we could make homemade ice cream. Yeah. And this was an ice-smashing mallet. I strongly recommend. And I do well, like the note that mine's slightly bigger than yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be about 22
2: inches, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mine is exactly
4: correct.
2: Yeah, Bill has Peroni's disease. Yours is more just
8: straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine broke and it got shortened at one point. <laughs> That's what I've told people my whole life. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was pleasantly.
8: you wanted to be a lot longer.
0: <laughs> I, I just yeah, it was one of those things that I couldn't um, <laughs> when when I first got this stupid uh, when I got this Lewis bag. And one of the things, obviously, you know, you're, you're messing around with stuff and having a good time. And when you're, you're playing around, you, you forget, you know, that, that you have things in your house. And I was just smashing the living hell out of this Lewis bag with ice in it. And I I didn't have a hammer. I was just free balling it. I was just grabbing the sack and just giving the sack, what for against the countertop. And my wife, like after the fifth hit, she was like, I hate you. (laughs) <laughs> said, you need to get another house because this isn't going to work and then she looked at it and when she looked at the damn thing and it's got a picture of the mallet that was sitting on the back of our oven <laughs> she's like amazing. oh
4: honey you didn't read the instructions
0: let me help you darling exactly it's just a picture it's the best yes,
4: no I know it's it's a male version of instructions but you know sometimes
0: i'm what they called gifted right
4: (laughs) i agree (laughs) (laughs) you're like let me chew on this let me chew on this
0: (laughs) anyway but so yeah this is the greatest thing so if you like cocktails and you want to really make it more fun do this you'll like it you'll you'll appreciate a lewis bag um and and a big fucking hammer a bfh right (laughs) really fun I like that John has one as well.
8: Probably use a meat mallet. I mean, a lot of people, if you don't have a nice wooden hammer, like a meat mallet or something like that.
4: Yeah, but I mean, if you do any leather work, like um, I think Sleepy's getting into painting, but he's probably going to get into more of that. So you might find yourself with like different types of leather working tools, and leather
0: working hammers will work well too. So, I have a question: You did mention a meat mallet.
8: Yeah. Yes, for pounding your meat. So this is what you use to beat your meat? Yes, of course. I've been doing it wrong. i beat it frequently. <laughs> Not a flat
5: edge, You're doing it a back side and a like a dimpled side.
8: Yes. Again, I've been doing it wrong. Yeah. I'm <laughs> saying It's forever. how you make a scallopini or if yeah. you want to make schnitzel you beat it out and flatten it out. Make I've, been it the, I've been going at this alfresco my entire life. I no <laughs> right. idea there was... You don't want to just use your hand to beat it. You want to use your meat mallet.
0: Considering you, you've been too nice to your meat,
6: Phil. No, I, don't you. I don't trust you. You
0: know what? I can be fooled into a lot of things, but I, I can't be fooled into a meat mallet. You just throw your meat up there on the counter. Well, whack it. Whack
8: the shit out of it.
2: Considering that Smith like likes to make sausage and stuff, do you think that he uses a meat mallet on his meat and then like takes it home on his Janus? Or takes that load of
0: meat home on his janus? That that load of freshly beaten meat? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while he's got a load of freshly beaten meat.
2: And you gotta get it home. You might as well just shove it in your Janus and just take it as far as you can go.
6: When you're when you're Remember, you can't have your pudding like you're not
0: if you don't have your stuff in all your meat. <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. we're not <laughs> talking about your Janus, Chris. Well, we're talking about is we're talking about his stuffed meat. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, are that, is that a natural casing,
2: <laughs> Chris, Chris, I know you make certain kinds of meat and sausage. Do you have a, a meat hammer? Meat hammer. That's what, yeah. All the professionals prepared-
8: You don't own a meat mallet? I'm going to go get it. Mallet-ers. I'm going to bring it down here right now. Go get your meat mallet. I got one. That was a Christmas present. <laughs> I,
0: I said, needed I a meat like mallet. A, I feel like I'm Amish all of a sudden because I've always beaten my meat by hand. I know. <laughs> you can do that.
8: I used to beat my meat by my by by hand, but then my poor wife saw me beat my meat with my hand she felt bad for me so she thought she'd help me out next You're thing like, I know I get this hammer so next I'm beating my meat with a hammer now I was so out of my element I was always worried
2: about breaking the shaft you know like you don't want to break the shaft to your meat hammer that'd be
0: oh. terrible I want to <laughs> really, I want to participate in it. Bex is like, I want to participate in this so badly. However, I really don't want to engage. I, I
4: want to help. It sounds like a very frustrating situation and confusing. And what I'm like, oh, well, um, I don't have a solution, but I'd
8: love to offer one. However, I just have. I mean, you're more than welcome to come over and be
0: my. So you're saying that you've never so, been. So Bex, me? would you say? Would you Bex? Would would you say that you? Do you shuck your clam manually or do you use tools? <laughs> well, i got I a knife mean, for really that.
4: I'm an classy kind of lady. There you go. <laughs> clam.
0: That hammer doesn't look big enough to beat my meat.
4: Well, that looks intimidating. That's a lot
0: smaller than my meat beater.
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at this. I got giant meat beaters. Look at that fucking... Meat, dude. <laughs>
5: You can't make a good
4: schnitzel. Well, I do have to say that it only takes two fingers to hold on to the brake and one to really throttle down.
3: Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awful. This is a terrible podcast. Nobody should ever listen to us. Ever. <laughs> I don't know what you're
8: talking about. I'm talking about me. <laughs> one star,
0: worst charcuterie
8: podcast ever. <laughs> Three stars. what three
5: stars. Yeah, Best podcast stars. ever. Three stars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I tuned oh, for motorcycles and I got an anatomy lesson. Here.
8: <laughs> so does anybody else? Have hey guys, to- I gotta go. I gotta go pound one out for dinner tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for, for. <laughs> Actually, I accidentally hit my ankle with my meat ha- with my hammer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's impressive. My, my knees have been blown apart by him smacking them with my meat hammer, but I've never hit my ankles.
0: I hit my own ankle.
2: <laughs> oh, you know, you know they have holsters for that, or you can tuck it in your sock if you have to. I mean, come
0: on. <laughs> Now, now, not to be like not to be a dick, but uh, <laughs> before this releases,
8: well, that's not what we're man. talking about.
0: <laughs> um, oh no! Oh, you mighty meat men, hang on. <laughs> By the time this plops, we <laughs> will have released our Christmas greetings. I've re- I've recorded a little bit of something uh, for you. Oh! Guys. Do you want to uh, see it on here? We can play it. You can play if you want to play it. We can pl- We should play it for oh, for our podcast listeners, special, a treat. It as is well.
4: so good.
0: So we could do that. Hold the on.
4: Rules of the holiday, particularly in this season.
0: Yeah, this is something that Steve made me do, and uh, <laughs> you and after five or six whiskeys, I was up for it. I think it worked you out. Know. Yeah. You
4: had you had a flow.
0: Well, the camera was on, so I figured I had to perform.
2: All right. I don't he know how the audio. Let's see how the audio is going to come out here. Right. Right. It might be loud. It might not be. But here you go. Right. Turn it up.
0: Was the week before Christmas and all through the shop, not a dollar was spending, the commerce had stopped. The window was dressed with Christmassy flair in hopes that the customers soon would be there. The virus had sucked up our holiday cash. If you had a great job, how long would it last? Well, James and Renee and Phil thought real hard. Shopping's too risky. Should we just sell gift cards? We just about given up all of our hope. The governor said quarantine, the people said nope. When what to my worrying eyes should appear? But folks buying bikes and folks buying gear. Politics don't matter. Conspiracies aside, as soon as it's summer, our people will ride. A Guzzi, a Vespa, Ducati, and Honda. We sold them all, even once we are at Fonda. There's no New Year's party, no holiday dances. Merry Christmas to all. Ride fast and take chances.
1: Nice.
2: You and then it just goes to subscribe to our shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so.
0: <laughs> Boy, Matt, so that'll that'll look better on Saturday when he drops it actually to the.
2: Actually, evening. you know what? You said in the thing, you said a week. So tomorrow is a week exactly from Christmas. Yeah, it is. Tomorrow at 11 a.m., that fucker's going live. Oh, you're going to drop it early? Nice. 11 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, get some cool. feed on that thing because it's good.
5: Yeah, it, it is good. I mean, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, I, my Real favorite dead. line is "and bikes were not fond of." <laughs> That's the best. One. <laughs> and you, and the best
2: part is, is Phil's eyes twinkled because he knew yeah. it was a fucking great line. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah,
0: I wrote, I wrote, uh, I wrote three quarters of that on Monday out of my brain on edibles." Um, it's- <sighs> I'll tell you something, if you're, if you're a cannabis manufacturer, if you're a person that makes edibles, the worst thing you can make is a single chocolate bar that has 80 milligrams of THC <laughs> in it. Agree. 80 milligrams is way too much THC for one chocolate bar.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I know that what you're saying is you're not supposed to eat the whole chocolate bar. That doesn't happen. The problem is it's chocolate. Right.
4: Yeah, start no laughing over there.
0: <laughs> and if you, and if you have, if you have chocolate, the quantity is all right. Yeah. So like, you, I mean, and it's dark chocolate, orange flavored, like orange flavored, dark chocolate is really good. And yeah. And so I had, I, I couldn't read on the package where it said 80 milligrams for the unit. Right. So I just took the thing and I was like, well, okay, I'll just eat half of it.
2: Anyway, before you go on, for the typical person that might not know about yeah. cannabis and cannabis type materials, right. um, a normal, wow, I'm kind of high dose, like of actual medical grade, whatever, yeah. it's eight right. milligrams.
5: Yeah. 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 Right, but for, but for uh, Sleepy and uh, Dan, that's like, eight. you need
8: 800. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't just for baking? Yes. That was supposed to be a, a
0: baking bar. Hopefully <laughs> for me, it, well, it is for baking. If I just want to give a day, just to donate a day to complete body relaxation, I will have about 25 milligrams. And yeah. 25 milligrams shuts me off, right? I'm, I'm just not, I'm not participating in life, but I'm being part of the universe, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's 25 milligrams. And I did not eat the entire thing because at some point I really, I, I was smart, but I did look at that what I had left. So what I had left was about 15 milligrams. So I did over the course of two separate doses, I did take in about 65 milligrams um, because I had mixed up the packaging. I had mixed up the products. And the one product I'm used to is 25 milligrams. And I just went for it. But by 3pm, I had to take a nap because (laughs) (laughs) I literally, I just couldn't I I was having far too much fun I was over medicated to the point where even the ridiculously mundane things started to take on a life of their own and so the, the rule is either have some black pepper, if you have some black pepper that will reduce the effects of THC or just have a nap and I, I decided to just have a nap, so I had a nap, and when I woke up, but it was one of those ones where I was I was medicated for well over twelve hours.
8: Right. And did so, you try well, eating a hot dog? That, that usually kills my. Butt. <laughs> eat, eat some munchies or something.
0: Oh no, oh, no, yeah, I did. I, I will tell you, I ate my way through like two bags of you know tortilla chips and salsa and everything else. Like,
8: oh, you did the right thing. Yeah. It just didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I have a friend. I have a friend that has never
2: um, had a, a sip of beer. Has never drank wine. He's like the sober. He's fifty-one years old. He'd never done anything. His wife has had cancer over the last few years and had you know a couple treatments and she's cured, but she still has pain from some stuff and things. And so she has been prescribed medical marijuana. And so I've helped her get into some things, whatever. And I got her these really gnarly gummies. Like like she, she needs to get knocked out at night and go to sleep because she has pain. So she had this bag and there's probably about 20 gummies in this bag and each, each gummy is probably 50 milligrams. It's their, are hard, they're heavy hitters. They're big old sausage guys. So her brain was like, okay, I'm going to cut these up into fours and then I don't want to put them back in the bag cause it's crazy. So I'll put them in this little glass dish and I'll put them in the bedroom and I'll just have one before I go to bed. Okay. Well, her husband who works at the Cleveland clinic, Woke up and was doing whatever. I was like, "Oh wow, cool gummies, man! I have a sweet tooth." And he fucking sucked down the whole jar of these fucking these gummies and went to work. And he they they uh he was in for a day uh, under test because they didn't know if he was having a panic attack uh, ulcer uh, like they went through like twenty five or thirty different things. Then they came back and they're like, "Well, according to this, you have about
0: eleven hundred milligrams of THC in your body at the moment." <laughs> <laughs> on monday i couldn't have left my living room there's it's out of the question there was one of those it was that situation where i took a nap on the couch i woke up on the couch my wife came home from work and i stayed on the couch like there were questions that were asked and just and I, ta- I had a conversation with my wife on the phone i don't remember any of it like it's totally and i haven't been that rocked in a little while because this was the idea i knew i had to write that i said so right. i knew yeah. i had to read that script so i wanted to give myself a little creative edge right oh uh, yeah so I, I decided to give myself a little creative edge and i went way too far yeah. so yeah big mistake on my part lots of fun don't get me wrong right but you know you're not dead you know so yeah. big deal so i got 11 hours of sleep in one day who cares you know right yeah <laughs> so, so, like, I like, eleven hours to
5: sleep.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Steve, uh, Steve, the the cookies that my friend Harley Bob sent for sent for you, he gave a very strict warning: no more than half a cookie.
2: Okay. <laughs> I like it. I'm in
0: So, what he's saying is, eat two and call you the next day. <laughs> that's it. That's how we do. So, let's go. Cool. Um, so, if that's all anybody else has. I, I mean, what else, what else could we possibly want? What well, we could, are we going to have
2: next week? Christmas is on Friday. So we'll yeah. are we have a podcast next week. It's, it's up to y'all, man. I mean, I think, I, I think we should have a festive
0: time. I think it's I'm just, not going anywhere.
2: Yeah, right,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> so, right. you know, the idea of get, jumping in the van and driving down to my sister's house in St. Petersburg, Florida, um, really in today's environment, even that feels insane like that feels like you're just tempting the fate i've gotten through this you know i started coronavirus by having coronavirus <laughs> you know? like how did how did you start the covid well i had it yeah. so step 1 have the virus step 2 avoid the virus for the next 9 months you know um i don't want to get it again I think
2: I honestly think I had it when I had my surgery because I came home and I was like I didn't and the thing was is I didn't know why I was feeling so bad and I thought it was because of the surgery, mm-hmm. but for three days I was sweating I had crazy fevers and like I felt horrible and then about the fourth day it started to go away and then like I just felt like I had a surgery but I still think because they didn't know shit about it and here I am like I was cut open in a hospital surrounded by people that probably at that point you know December thirtieth January first there's probably COVID in that hospital at that point.
0: Yeah, my know. buddy my buddy's a first responder he's on the list of people who can go get it the, the, uh, the vaccine right now yeah. and he doesn't want to do it but I'm going to go hit him take his ID and go get it yeah. it wouldn't be the first time I've used his name
4: yes please
0: Yeah, because I'm ready to start hugging people again yep <laughs> yeah. it'll be interesting
8: how it all rolls out too like Oh, because, you know, they've already raised the question. Well, I've had the vaccine. Do I still have to wear a mask? Well, I mean, you kind yeah. of have to just so you swim with the fishes. Everybody huh. else is out there. You walk into a joint, you're not wearing a mask. And that's not really the people I worry about. It'll be all the people who are like, I don't need to wear a mask. I had a vaccine. Prove it. You know, like that whole, the controversy just beginning. Well, somebody brought that up. They're I'm like a cut on their forehead. It's yeah, nice V on yeah, their they- forehead.
2: Right. Like, what do you get when you get the vaccine? Do you get a bracelet that's hard to get? Like, you know, like, what do you get
8: to, to signify the fact? In, Eng- in, in England, they're actually giving you a certificate that says wow. you were vaccinated. Because nobody you can... has copiers or anything, you know. Right.
5: If you get a uh, Bill Gates one, you get the blue screen of death. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that yeah. was like, did you guys, did anybody see the uh, that uh, the John Cusack... Uh, Netflix thing that they had to put a warning and disclosure about before the, what was it called? Dystopia. Utopia, Uh, Utopia. yeah.
5: Oh, that's a
0: great show. That show was awesome. Documentary.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But I I did, after I got my vasectomy, I tried to get the little V card so I could get a free pass. Uh, But (laughs)
2: <laughs> I watched that and everybody's freaking out and stuff. I'm like, wait, I, I volunteered for that. Like, good. Fucking make people
8: sterile. I'm cool with it. <laughs> you should have just tattooed a bee on your nutsack. <laughs> so,
4: so can I just, not that this is a, a viral or like a science podcast or anything like that, but um, in our era, like what we're dealing with is um, not knowing whether or not the the vaccine can actually vaccinate against transmission. Mm -hmm. Right? So, the statistics that we're seeing, uh, we're seeing whether or not it is effective against being sick for that individual. Not whether or not that individual can get other people sick. Oh, okay. That's a huge unknown right now um, and that's part of what the the, uh, the FDA's uh, just emergency use act or like acceptance basically they're allowing this emergency use for these vaccinations because we don't know all of what it can do but what we do know is that it prevent at like the 96 or the 93 or the 95% ratio. Those persons who are vaccinated with a two dose, not a one dose, two dose that they don't get sick at a 95 or 93% ratio Hmm. has nothing to do with whether or not they are carrying the virus and can transmit it to their grandma or their auntie or their grocer. So just heads
8: up. And don't forget, five, ahead, five, five to seven percent of people can still get sick. Yeah. So should you wear a mask? That's up to you. They, your odds are still that, you know, you could still get sick.
0: Take a trip back in time and talk to your 10-year-old version of yourself and tell the 10-year-old version of yourself that you're giving yourself permission to wear a mask anywhere you go. Hmm. <sighs> And I assure you that 10-year-old version of yourself will jump at the chance to wear a mask anywhere they go. I can assure you that the person that found
8: my debit card today and fucked, him, fucked me over was more than happy that he was wearing a mask yes. when he went and fucking used it at McDonald's and three other places. And nobody ID'd him because why? nobody's going to ask. You know, Basically, you use your card. They don't even ask for your ID because they're not going to make you pull your mask off to make sure it's you under there. Yeah. Luckily, he went to far fetched and tried to order some Yeezys and, in my, and ping my wife's phone. And there, she's like, "No, we're not buying five hundred and thirty nine dollars shoes. Stop my card."
4: Well, I would suggest maybe using less lube on your hands when you're touching your card.
8: Yeah, I will. Yeah. Well, no, I went You don't use
4: it and somebody else picks it up. And well, I
8: went to Dell's Wings and Things over in uh, Garfield and got some greasy fucking wings and I, I thought I'd slipped it in oh, my pocket. No. Nailed it. But something happened there. DreamWorker <laughs> or
2: Lube will get you, man. You gotta be careful with that stuff. That's why they give you those wipes. <laughs> yeah. Right.
4: They give you the wipes, man. They give you the wipes and yeah. ask for extras. Because you, know, you wear a 3XL head.
2: What's hat. nice is when you
8: buy your, a genius. Your
4: hands are probably at least a few extras. of, of
8: If way. you knew the place I went to, you would know that there is grease fucking everywhere. <laughs> that you would need a truckload of wipes to ungrease Dell's wings and things, which is a stole food joint that's been around way too long.
4: I can envision your car just like literally popping up.
8: Oh, you you on can barely fingers. you walk in there. You lost in the ether. You walk in there. You can barely stand on the floor. <laughs> you go to grab the door to get out, and you got to fucking.
4: <laughs> Somebody like, do you know? Don't use a pump, card
0: there. They got a pump full of sanitizer and a bucket of sand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's,
0: that's your only chance. That's it. <laughs> I like. I like
2: when Chris. Uh, when I was looking at Chris's Janus in your shop. It has, oh. it has that uh that thing on the back you can put a roll so you can always have a wipe for your janus in case you want
8: to it clean <laughs> yeah wipe your janus yeah that's what and again that's why i got a fancy toilet <laughs> i hear preparation h makes some really nice things for your janus <laughs> you can tighten the
0: valve I <laughs> heard just didn't close the development. All right. Oh my God. That's awesome. Know. Okay, so before we do another three hour tour, yes on behalf of the Cleveland Moto Podcast, I hope you have a happy holidays, considering if we record the next one on Friday of Christmas Eve, it won't drop until Boxing Day probably. Right. So the uh so from all of us here at Cleveland Moto, happy holidays mm-hmm. and ride fast and take chances.
3: I don't even know where to button.